What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin, host of the I'd Tap That Cigar Show. What you're about to listen to is the audio only of a video interview I did on our YouTube channel. If it gets too confusing about what's going on, please feel free to visit the Cigar Prop YouTube channel, look under the playlist, I'd Tap That Cigar Show, and maybe look at it instead of listening to it. But if you're listening to it, it means you like podcasts. So hopefully all of this makes sense, and let's start the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the I Tap That Cigar Show. As always, once again, we are coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. I'm your host, Kevin. Sunny Gulf Coast of Florida here. Diggins, Diggins, the sunny Gulf Coast of Texas. And uh, it has been it, it has been a, a good summer break. You know, yeah. We took, we took a month off. Uh, we had that one show with... Uh, Husto Aroa, you know, when the uh, legendary uh, guest like Husto reaches out to you, like, Kevin, I would like to do a show. You know what you do? You do a show. Absolutely. Um, Team Shirtless Mike, what's going on? Lawn Care Day, what it be? Adam Wolf, thanks for joining us, brother. Um, let's see who else we got. Facebook user, you did not give StreamYard your permission to uh, uh, for your name things. I don't know who that is. Jason Hawkins, what's going on, brother? Uh, Jim Miller, John Lovell, Tyler Garcia. Yeah, we got a. Uh, it's a. They're, they're they're coming in faster. Matt, Chico, Hashimoto, Val. It's a. Uh, look at that, smoking Ronnie's. The family is in the house. The family is back in the house. And hey, man. Um, so I, we had a little break. What did you smoke during that period of time that surprised you? What have you been smoking? Um, um, other I, than the videos you post. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, everybody knows I, I took a two-week vacation to concentrate on a uh, uh, battle of the bands. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so, um, uh, actually, I smoked an ass ton of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Um, Shocker. While, while, yeah, uh, while while I was on, uh, I was just, uh, I don't know, I was just in a a, a spicy cigar um, a mood kick. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, let's uh, um, let let's get right down to it. Let's get to the uh, uh, the cigar medics uh, um, cut and light. Remember, uh, with cigar medics, as long as you're using it, you'll always know when to hold them. And know when to smoke them. I don't know where I got this cigar. Um, so, and I, I just know it's been in my humidor for a hot minute. Yeah. And and I've been hot bo- or uh, dry boxing it out here for about an hour because I wasn't sure how moist it was. I should have checked it. And I'm good, right at 64%. And um, well, I so. am smoking something that recently arrived. I what was the uh, maybe six five six days ago now? It arrived in the mail. Uh, this is the Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust Sober Mesa Short Churchill. Oh, the, the, same, the, the same one that you can get in the uh, Smoke In Cigar That would be the Shorty, one. Shorty for 40 that Sampler. Be the um, one. So I, I am smoking and, this uh, uh, this little JFR Lunatic. Um, I don't know what. I didn't see, see that. I, I don't know what I, I don't. Oh, look at that. So mine is, it looks like it's a 5 by... Looks like it's a five by fifty-eight. So this is a little little beast of a um, um, of a cigar here. So, all right, let me get back over here. See who's checked in. Um, fifty-eight, man. I'll tell you what. Oh, look at that. Uh, yeah, Caraviahante. What's going on, Brian? What's going on, um, Adam? Let's see, Tyler, Brad. So, all right. Um, Let's um uh, let's let's get right into it. Uh, um, we'll get right into the housekeeping segment. 
There is, uh, we'll probably be catching up on stuff for, uh, hopefully everybody's been following me on the Cigar Prop Facebook page, the Cigar Prop uh, Instagram. I've been posting tons of photos, so you'll kind of see what we've been doing. But um, right now the housekeeping segment is all about Battle of the Bands. By Smoke In Cigars. And let me, ooh man, it's been a hot minute since I had this cigar. Just super, like creamy, a lot of peanut butter. Oh, I love, oh, yeah? I love when I get... I love when I get peanut butter on a cigar. I absolutely love peanut butter. So, anybody that doesn't know what Battle of the Bands is, Abe DeBabno, Smoke In, um, has uh, recruited six of the biggest online cigar media personalities uh, in the world, on the planet, in the universe, and has pitted us uh, in mortal um, combat against each other. We all had to put together a five-pack of cigars. And no matter what those other guys tell you, here's how this worked. I was told by Abe to put together a five-pack of cigars and get my minions to purchase those cigars. It was no, when it came out, there was no, hey, you know, you got to put together the greatest sampler ever. So I, I've been accused of bribery. I've been accused of cheating. I'm telling you, Abe approached me. <laughs> I have I have the messages put together five cigars and get your people to buy them. So what I did was I put together an advertising a package and budget. And I spent a month getting that together based on those rules of getting people to buy your cigars. What do people, what, what does CI, what does everybody do to get you to buy cigars? They bundle them together with, with goodies. So mm -hmm. don't listen, don't, don't listen to anybody else out there. I'm not, I'm not cheating. It's not bribery. Um, it's just, I, I put together an amazing sample of five cigars. Normally it's forty-one dollars. Labor Day, um, LBR DAY discount twenty dollars brings it down to thirty-three. So instead of dirty. the shorty for forty, it's now the dirty for thirty. Um, and then the state um, at the end during our uh, our news segment, I'm going to tell you how to get more free stuff. I'm going to have to get free coffee. Everything going on this uh, weekend. So uh, waiting patiently in the Andean Mountain, our new uh, advertiser, Coffee Green Room is our guest tonight, Terrence Riley of Aganorsa. Um, but before we bring him in, remember Andean Mountain Coffee for your morning pick-me-up. If anybody doesn't know Andean Mountain Coffee, co-owner, Dr. Bill, Bill Ragone, you yeah. know, friend, friend of uh, every cigar group out there. Cigar so, Rights uh, of America. Yeah, Cigar Rights of America, Smokehouse Gorillas. So, um, so yeah, um, uh, Dr. Bill Ragone, so he's uh, nice enough to uh, uh, give out some free coffee when you get a uh, dirty for 30 sampler and we'll go into that um uh, later on kevin be careful driving bah, yeah so we'll talk about that oh. later we'll talk about that later um as well so let's bring in our guest terrence riley of agonorsa how's it going oh thanks for having me guys just living the dream as we say living the dream down here in florida living living the dream and then uh, uh speaking of the smoke in i see that uh the dojo has recruited you and uh, giving away a signed box of cigars. So, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And uh, I, that's what I'm, you know, I said from the beginning, out of everybody, the dojo man, like I said, that dojo verse, they were the only ones that, that could give me a run because, man, they've got that. And now I want to buy one of theirs because I want the dojo belt. You know, it's like, I can't, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, what? A, but what if it comes down to it? Then Abe's like, Oh, Dojo, you won by one. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's, the, it's the one I bought. You know? yeah, it, so, it would be a bitter belt. It would be a bitter it, it would, belt. It would be a bitter belt. So, uh, but so I, I, yeah, it, but, but, but completely worth it. Uh, Terrence, what are you smoking tonight? 
I'm actually having a JFR Super Toro uh, Corojo. So it's a six and a half by 52. Um, just a just a very tasty cigar. It's a cigar I can have pretty much any time when I'm not sure I want to go. I want to go with, and uh, it's one of the cigars that that I always recommend to people. It retails for like six dollars, and for a cigar that size, that th that's this good, it's mm -hmm. uh, rare that you'll get something uh, of this quality. Yeah, you know, uh, pretty much everything Aganorsa makes um, that that I've tried, anyways. Um, it, it's one of the, um, uh, that I can smoke because I can do spicy cigars in the morning, but I can smoke everything any time of the day. What would be your boldest, spiciest cigar? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so, some of like our, our Lunatic Locos are pretty strong. Uh, those are fat perfectos that, that use our uh, shade-grown Corojo Maduro wrapper. Those are pretty bold. Um, and then our torch is pretty bold as well, uh, the Lunatic Torch. Uh, which has a brush foot you you smoke the binder and filler tobaccos for the first half inch and then you hit the wrapper and that's got some kick to it we don't have anything in terms of like mind-bogglingly strong like we we kind of uh go from a low medium to a full flavor um but but we are not i i wouldn't say we have anything that's like lafleur double a hero or anything like that we, we kind of in fact i kind of joke with those guys at LaFleur sometimes, I'm like, I'm a good sales rep for you because anytime somebody's looking for that, I'll say, hey, gra grab a LaFleur. Yeah. Um, so we kind of stay in that 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 low, medium to full flavor profile with pretty much all our offerings. Again, for experienced smokers, I mean, some of our stuff on that's on the higher end uh, would be probably too full for some guy that doesn't smoke very often. But if you're a fairly consistent uh, uh, enjoyer of cigars, for lack of a better term, um, yeah. I, I think most of our stuff falls in that 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 range all right so you had mentioned which which i'll, I'll go to my end here and, and scrub that uh that question out the uh, uh the, the the brush foot um uh i until you guys had had come out and i seen that advertised and seen i've never ha had one in my hand so uh what what is the brush foot and are you guys the only one that's doing that i, I we're definitely not the first people to ever do it i don't know how many are on the market right now like that there's two types there's a shaggy foot and a brush foot the shaggy foot is where it's kind of uncut at the end it's just the, yeah, the, yeah. the filler tobacco juts out at the end uh the brush foot is different in the sense it's still clipped like a, a regular cigar would be um except that the wrapper is removed from the first uh depending on the cigar half, half inch to inch of it um but it's it's still complete it's it's round it's it's uh it's cut um, it, it doesn't have the tobacco shooting out everywhere the way a, a shaggy foot would be. And for, and for us, the purpose of that um, is that it allows you to see how our Corojo 99 wrapper influences the blend. You start you, you're, at first, you're t tasting the binder and filler tobaccos, and that kind of wakes up the palate, uh, gets you going. And, but it's not entirely balanced, really. Um, and then once you hit the wrapper, it becomes more complex and balanced. Um, no. So it's kind of a cool thing to see, you know, uh, or to experience, I should say. Yeah, a oh, very strange question, but I've heard a lot of people say that one of the, the most important things about toasting your cigar before you, you really get into it is to help that, that wrapper leaf and, and binder leaf heat up and kind of bind to burn back evenly. Now, when you've got that brush foot, do you, is that something you really need to toast up as well, or do you just straight light that sucker and go? I, yeah, I think you, you don't have to be as, as careful as you would normally with that because it's, it's going it, to... It lights pretty easily, and 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 uh, it, you don't have that, as you said, the the wrapper playing into into making sure it's lit, so you get the full flavor. In, in, in that first half mm -hmm. inches, it's almost it's the the idea is almost to see what it, 
to see how it is unbalanced in a way. You know, it's not that it's not pleasant. It just it doesn't taste balanced compared to the rest of the cigar. So it's less yeah. important to make sure that everything is kind of, you know, hitting on all cylinders off the bat. You can kind of just light that up and enjoy it for the first, you know, half inch. And then and then once it hits the wrapper, really start to to see how that affects the flavor. Now, how, how do they how do they make that? Because I, I know how they roll cigars. Do they actually just take like a little exacto knife? They they cut. I mean, how is that how is that process for that brush cut 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 done or brush? To be to be honest, I, I'm not sure. I, th- I think they, I think they use a a, a, a a blade basically, like a round, uh, almost like a, a, a yeah yeah, and they just and they just kind of nicely cut cut it off. But I actually haven't seen them. Uh, haven't seen them do it, so I haven't uh, actually. You know, I, I don't have a good answer for you on that. that. That's, that's got to be the worst job. The, whoever's job that is, that that can't be the the, the fun job of just nah, cutting it, off, you know, uh, the, the wrapper and yeah. and then it, uh, it, it, and then I want that scraps. You know, there's got to be a right? pile of scraps. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it shows you again how like how important everyone's job ultimately is to making. You know, you don't think yeah. when you just see the cigar, you just kind of look at the finished product and you're like, oh, okay, here it is. But when you see all the people that had to do something, I mean, even putting bands on. You put a band on a cigar, it's hard. But you put too much glue on it, it tears the wrapper when you take it off, and then the guy says the cigar is bad, and uh, they all have to line up evenly, and it's like endlessly di- day in and day out. You need to be consistently putting just enough glue right place on the, every cigar, uh, making sure it's not too tight, it's not sliding off. I mean, it's not, it's not easy, and that's just the band, you know, never mind all the other factors. I, uh, I, I tell you, from, from all of the processes of growing uh, or, or making a cigar from the seed all the way up to everything, that person that puts the band on deserves the most money um, because I, I can tell you there is not a single complaint maybe behind tight draws you know um but bands the single biggest complaint in in the cigar world from what i hear are bands bands yeah. that don't bands that don't come off bands that that are sticky they put too much glue and then they then they tear um and then just some of the paper bands i was uh, smoking a um a filthy hooligan with Bradley Rubin um, down at uh, Rocky Patel's place uh, in Naples a couple months ago, and I'm and I'm peeling it off, and, you, and there's no way to get a filthy hooligan band off. You just just destroy the band. Yeah. And I and I'm and I'm doing that in front of him, and just like looking at him, he goes, "Yeah, I hate that band." I go, "That's the word." He goes, "That was like the first band he created or something," <laughs> and it's it's absolutely horrible because it's paper, it's way too big, it's glued on way too much you can't get it off and then it destroys it you know so i tell you know and then and then bands i said i'll I'll go on a little tangent here how many times steve saka i keep telling him like on his um um uh his uh, exclusive or the uh nakatamali exclusivo he puts like a little foot band just a foot band i go steve how are we supposed to take an instagram picture of this photo of this cigar (laughs) it's all about the instagram it's all about the band the instagram the placement of the band now i got to put it on my pinky and um, so, yeah, bands, whoever's doing the bands, designing the bands, hands down, the most important job, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it, it can make or break you. I mean, as you know, I mean, you hey. got brick and mortars. The band is the first thing that Absolutely. gets people to go look it up and go, oh, man, look look at this band. A, a lot, worst a lot damn really thing do. about Romacraft is their yeah. band. Yeah. A lot of times the band even tells you if you like the cigar. I always, I always yeah. use the, uh, the analogy that if you took somebody's favorite cigar – and you put a you know Hillary Clinton 2020 band on it, you know so that person may not like it or they may like it more, but it, it's the same cigar. It has nothing's changed about the actual cigar. 
but now they either like it more or they like it less. And so yeah. it, it just shows you how important that, that perception is. Yeah. It, it is. You, you look at someone like Pete Johnson that makes fantastic cigars, and then he ends up people bypass the cigars because, you know, the bands are very just uh, muted. And that's just what he wants. Cubanesque bands, simple, let the cigar speak for itself. And I'm like, man, but people got to get to it. People got to see it. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it, it, it is what it, it is, what it is, I guess. Um, now, you had mentioned something a minute ago, another question I had later on, and which I had never heard. I, I'm, um, I listened to an interview you did at um, an IPCPR, I don't know how, how, how many years ago, and I probably rewound it probably six times because I didn't understand the words that you were, that were coming out of your mouth, and I still, <laughs> and I still don't. Shade-grown Corojo Maduro. Yes, sir. Just that, that doesn't, that, that's, that's still not computing how that's possible to have a shade-grown Corojo Maduro. Did you, I mean, does, another thing, is that something that you guys pioneered? Is yeah, that, it's a, uh, it's a proprietary wrapper we developed. To be honest with you, so two, two years ago, I think, is when I, I, I learned that we had it. And, and when they, they showed it, the first time they told me about it, to be honest with you, I was like, that sounds a lot like a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, no, no, we've been like, so for our company, Aganorsa, we, we're one of the largest growers of tobacco in Nicaragua. We grow, uh, we harvest 17,000 bales at this point a year, which is a massive amount of, uh, of tobacco. Um, and we pretty much use all our own tobacco with a few exceptions. Uh, and our Maduros are, are mostly San Andres Maduro, which is a great wrapper, which goes really well with our cigars. But we, we try to control our fate uh, to the greatest extent that we can. And, and so we always wanted to develop a Maduro wrapper. And in Nicaragua, there's really not Maduro wrapper. Um, but that hadn't stopped them from trying over the years to, to, to do something with it. And the way they finally figured it out is that they would grow under cheesecloth, uh, to, you know, grown tapado style uh, with uh, covering uh, the, the, the tobacco in Jalapa. Um, which you would normally associate with a light, like a Connecticut shade grown, you think of that light, tawny wrapper. Um, but what they do is they take higher primings of the plant that are thicker and can endure a longer fermentation, and they ferment it for longer, and it gets that dark, rich Maduro hue. So you, it, so it's a long name, but all the words are important. It's, it's Corojo, <laughs> it's shade grown, and it's Maduro. And, uh, and so that's, uh, that's something that we use on a couple of our cigars. Um, but not that many because the the yield is still not great on it. You um, that fermentation still kind of eats up some of the some of the uh, the yield. And uh, we have it basically on our Guardian of the Farm Night Watch, our uh, Lunatic Loco line, and our uh, Signature Series Maduro. So it's those three brands that 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 carry it. Okay, now so the, so you, so you the don't Corojo roll. that you guys grow uh, is is that not the sister seeds with what they're growing uh, over at Florida Sungrown? So yeah, so we we uh, I I'd have to talk to Jeff about what seeds he uses now. He says it's a '98 Corojo. Yeah, so we uh, we, we gave we I know we gave him seeds when he first you, started yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, we did. Uh, Cor we grew a Corojo '99 and Criollo '98. Uh, I can't remember which Jeff grows to be. I think it's I think it's the Corojo '99 to be honest. I think but you're I, right. Yes. Uh, but but those are the two. And Corojo '99, generally speaking, isn't grown that much in Nicaragua. Criollo '98 is much more common. Um, but and it's because the yield is not as good on Corojo 99 in general. Forget the shade grown aspect of it. Um, but because it, the flavor and aroma um, we really love, we, we, uh, we grow it despite the fact that we could get a better yield on hybrid seeds or other, uh, or other seeds. 
So you say there's not a lot of Maduro grown in uh, uh, Nicaragua, and um, and I, I never really paid attention. Why, why is that? I think it's just difficult to grow there, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, Nicaragua is kind of bread and butter is its is its its fillers uh you yeah. know that viso filler really just it's in, it's used in so many cigars in all countries all over and that's kind of uh their bread and butter and and wrappers are generally just a little bit uh harder to grow in general it's not like ecuador where it's just really it's ideal for for wrapper growth um so it just it's just been something that hasn't been easy to develop in in nicaragua for for whatever reason because we, we, we've been trying to do it up until now for years i mean they, they had tried to do it going back to the early days when they they first started growing in nicaragua so it's just something that the, the the whole issue is always yield it's not that you can't do it it's that if the yield is too low it just becomes unprofitable mm-hmm. so then you're if uh if you're going to have all this tobacco which most of it is not wrapper quality leaf and you're trying to grow wrapper quality leaf it, it kind of defeats the purpose sure oh yeah so um uh, so we'll we'll go all the way back to the beginning, um, yeah, you came on uh, to in, uh, to the and board on the company December of 2017. Yes, sir. Um, uh, and it was Casa Fernandez Cigars. Yes, sir. In April of 2018, changed your name to Aganorsa. Was that a surprise for you, or is that something that you were brought in to help facilitate? That, so that was what I when I when I was talking to them. Before I even got hired, the, the idea was to, was to shift to Aganorsa. Uh, the issue with Casa Fernandez is that there's AJ Fernandez, so there's there was always confusion with that. Uh, and Fernandez, the name doesn't speak about every company has to show it's how it's special in some way. And for us, it's the tobacco we grow, so it made more sense to 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 name the company after the, the growing operation than it did. Kind of just a, a you know our owner uh, Eduardo Fernandez. It's his name, and then they threw Casa in front of it, and and it was that was kind of yeah. There's nothing wrong with the name. We have brands Casa Fernandez, but yeah. but uh, to name the company that didn't really convey what was special about the company. Uh, so it made sense to change it to Agnorsa. I had planned originally to do it over the kind of a, a gradual transition over the course of a year, but uh, uh, Nick Melillo from Foundation and Dion Giolito uh, from from uh, Illusion. We're both very adamant. Uh, they said, listen, if you're doing this, you should kind of just rip the Band-Aid off and do it a little bit quicker. <laughs> That's what I was um, going to say, just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, and to their credit, that, that was that was the right call um, is to do it to do it a little bit faster. But that said, I mean, from, from the day I got there, that was the idea. I mean, I, if I think if they hadn't wanted to do that, I might not have joined the company. Okay, yeah, because there's a lot of cigars that are called Casa. You know, so you have a lot of Casa. Yeah. Then you have yeah, Fernandez. Fernande- then you have Fernandez, and it's... Um, and and I, I don't know I, I don't know if I you know Agonorso like said, I I don't know if I could see the the company as you know um, you know because you guys are a little you're, you're bold you're cutting edge but the name Casa Fernandez to me doesn't say bold and cutting edge that just says yeah. you know he's like Don Pepin you know it, it's history it's it's quality it's just you know so um, and then what what is okay because so everybody you know you, you got Mexican San Andreas is sure. a particular leaf. Um, Aganorsa. Everybody says, "Oh, this cigar is made with Aganorsa. This cigar is made with Aganorsa." So, is it made with Aganorsa as the company, or is it made with Aganorsa as a leaf? Is Aganorsa a leaf like Mexican San Andreas, or because I love what you've done yeah. with the company because it's all inclusive now. Yeah. You know? So, so basically, the the leaf we grow is as I said, Corojo ninety nine three hundred ninety eight, yes. and it we're vertically integrated. So we you know we cure we ferment 
we age, we blend. So that whole process creates a signature flavor, which we call Aganorsa. But it's not like a seed varietal that's called Aganorsa. Or okay, like I, and, that. and that's why I wasn't sure if you had another like varietal that was an Aganorsa like seed. So, um, so yeah, but which just, is great, you know, which is great because like I said, people, most people don't even know my name. People, <laughs> it, it, it's Cigar Prop. Is cigar prop, and then people are like, well, is cigar prop a person? Is it a brand? Is it a name? And I go, yes, it, yeah. it is. So you know, so yeah, so That's Aganorsa it's, leaf. It, it, it's Aganorsa, and it's just absolutely yeah. um, fantastic. Now, what is what is Aganorsa? What is, what is the history of that? that so Aganorsa stands for Agricultura Granadero Norteña SA or something like that. Basically, it's an agricultural company. So tobacco, as big as it is, is actually only a small part of the overall operation. There's also uh, a lot of pig farms, cattle farms. Um, it's it's overall a huge. Uh, it's one of the largest private landowners in Nicaragua, um, and uh, the owner Eduardo Fernandez. Uh, to give a little bit of history on him, he's similar in some ways to everybody in the industry, and completely different in others. In the in the way he's similar, he's he's a Cuban guy that uh, <laughs> le- left Cuba after you know he donated his family donated all their property to Castro like everybody else very generously, and uh, and moved to South Florida. At, you know, in the 60s. So basically everybody, you know, uh, in the industry, or not everybody, but a lot of people in the industry have that part of the story. You know, they left Cuba uh, for whatever, you know, because of political issues and and uh, rebuilt their, you know, their, their businesses in, in the United States. But in his case, he didn't have any tobacco connection. His parents weren't involved in, in Cuba and tobacco. Um, and he, he went to school in, in Connecticut uh, and, and uh, then went to uh, Penn University of Penn for a business degree and was a VP of a bank in, in Miami. And uh, in the 80s, he saw how pe- like pizza and Little Caesars and these fast food pizza chains were developing uh, popularity in the United States. And he, at nighttime, when he wasn't a VP of the bank during the day, would, would go and work at a, a pizza shop to kind of learn how they operate. Uh, and I think it was a Domino's. And then he took that model and he went to, to Spain and with his brother and they developed something called Telepizza, which is there to this day. It's all over. They're all over Europe and they're in South America, too, I think. And they, they after six or seven years, they uh, he cashed out his shares. They went public and he ended up walking away with like 40 or 50 million euros or something like that. Um, so at that point, he's in his early 40s and he can do whatever he wants. Um, and he always wanted to be involved in farming and his wife is Nicaraguan. And so he went to Nicaragua and he invested in in and cattle, pigs, and tobacco. Uh, and on the tobacco side, because he didn't have experience with it, what he did is he brought over, uh, he went to Cuba and he brought over Cuban agronomists um, to Nicaragua. And these were guys, you know, he didn't go to, you know, to Havana and pick, you know, four guys named, you know, you know Felipe or whatever and say, okay, you're our, you're our stock Cuban people that are gonna, he, he, he hired retired uh, Cuba tobacco execs uh, that had been involved at the highest levels of, of, of the Cuban cigar uh, industry. And brought them to Nicaragua. Arsenio Ramos, uh, Chanjito Gomez, um, Jacinto Iglesias. Uh, these these guys all were brought over and given the resources that they didn't have uh, in Cuba really anymore, but had this, you know, combined over a century of experience of of uh, growing tobacco. And he put them uh, in and gave them the resources necessary to start growing in Nicaragua. And what he did was actually uh, unheard of. What he started doing was growing without a buyer. Almost nobody ever grows a crop <laughs> oh, without somebody that's going to buy the, the, <laughs> yeah. the crop, you know, otherwise, cause it's, it's got, you know, uh, it's not like whiskey where you can just let it sit for another year or something like that. If yeah. nobody's buying and, it, and it's, you know, worth more, 
uh, with tobacco, it's it's a you know it's a heavy uh, cost investment, and then you got to move that to regain it. And uh, his his strategy though is if you have a good product, people will beat a path to your door, and uh, and and they and that's what happened. I think Oliva. If you grow it, they will buyers. come. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it ended up working out pretty well. Yeah, I, I always said, like I said, you know, give me like, you know, I said $20 million. Kevin, what would you do with it? Uh, I, I would throw it all away and grow some tobacco. That's what, you know, that's what <laughs> I, I, I want to be the guy that I, I want Irish tobacco. They don't make, they don't grow tobacco in Ireland. So I, I want, you know, hey, I want I, Texas sun grown. So, yeah. you know, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's it. But after talking to Jeff uh, uh, for many long hours and, uh, like no, no, you yeah. don't. You know, you don't. You don't want to grow tobacco where there's not a lot of tobacco already being grown. You know, just, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's a there's, reason they're not yeah, here there's, already. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason nobody thought of it. <laughs> it's because somebody did think of it and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's it. Like I said, no, nobody ever ever thought of it. So, um, um, what was the um, um, was there um, um, of um, a first cigar? Like, what was the cigar that? You know, Casa Fernanda, you've been around for a while, but as Agonorsa, what was that first cigar that, that made everybody, like, pay attention? Like, I'm like, oh, my God, look at this, look at this new company that just came out and yeah. produced this cigar. What was, what was that cigar? I, I, would, I would have to say that we, we did a project uh, with Cigar Dojo, the, the, the Dojo Reviver, uh, and that was the first cigar that had the Agonorsa band on it. Um, and and that really it sold out very quickly and it started to, to turn heads that, that was a, a private uh you know or a, you know, a limited edition thing that we did um so i'd say that was probably the, the what kind of started getting people's heads to turn and then and then we did our uh signature series which uh which was really popular it utilized medio tempo and uh it, for, medio tempo if anyone doesn't know what that is is i i, I don't I, I keep seeing that and i was just gonna ask can you explain what that I, i'm seeing it a lot lately so so on a on a plant you know you, usually they divide it into seco viso lejero or yeah. maybe volado at the very bottom um and then uh medio tempo is basically some people classify it as a type of lejero or just lejero but it's it's a few leaves at the very top of the plant they're usually small if there's any not all plants even have them but they're small, they're small leaves and they're thick. They're almost like alligator skin. It's a very thick leaf. Uh, and to give you an idea of how rare it is, out of, out of 17,000 bales, we'll get maybe 100 bales of Medio oh. Tiempo. Oh, so wow. it's a very, it's, it's, you, you need to have, you'd be growing a lot to, to have enough to utilize it on any sort of capacity. And, uh, and so, so it's just like a genetic thing that one certain plant might throw off a couple extra leaves I, up there in the middle a, top medium top area and. i don't know if it has to do with with weather conditions or to be honest with you i'm not again i'm not a farmer so i apologize sure. for my ignorance here but yeah. but that, that you won't always get or you won't always get get it Quality. on a plant and, and then if it is it's it's usually only a, a few leaves that would be classified that that way mm. um and uh and it, it's it's kind of like to me like tabasco sauce it's something that if you put too much of it Sometimes people are like, oh, you should make a cigar out of Medio Tiempo. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, drinking Tabasco sauce. It's not really right. that enjoyable. But if you add a little bit, um, it, it, uh, it adds depth and complexity to the blend. It almost makes it taste to me like it's, an, it's got more age to it than it really does. Um, and it was kind of made popular, I think, by the Cuban Bahique utilizes Medio Tiempo. And so I think a lot of people kind of caught on to, the, to what it was because of that. And uh, and so because we grow at the capacity we grow, we were able to utilize it. And uh, and, and so that the, the signature series contains a half leaf 
um, in the blend. Okay, uh, and, and, and that was my, that's why I always see people will say, it's got a half leaf, it's got one leaf. You know, it's never, you know, you know the entire filler. And I didn't understand what I'm like, hey, why don't, they, why don't they just make the whole thing if it's so fancy? And then now now I know why I just never bothered to ever look it up, I guess. Yeah, it probably wouldn't burn well either. It probably wouldn't burn well, and, it, well, and, it, and it, it, to me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't taste very good. I mean, it would just be pure like i like i said it was just like i like tabasco sauce on my food i don't like drinking tabasco sauce okay so back to you know because you said that that makes it uh it, it lends a little bit of age to the blend um I, i'm gonna ask you a question before kevin does how do you feel about candela's you know i candela i have to be in the mood for it i, I wouldn't say it's it's a, a wrapper i love farmers love it because it's a cash crop you know they, yeah. they just yeah. uh, they grow it and they sell it it's it's wonderful the uh, the one we make for Dion Giolito, I think, is excellent. Um, I've had Lafleur's. I I, I, li I like theirs, but I wouldn't say it's something that I would smoke normal. I, I would have to be in the the mood to to have it. It's kind of like cognac for me. Like I don't, I'm not like a big cognac guy, but occasionally it's like you know cognac would be nice, and I'll have oh, a yeah. I'll have a cognac. But I wouldn't say I it would be something I would normally reach for. Yeah. Okay, but. you know, um, uh, and, and I have a, um, a two Candelas Illusion that are in my humidor. They've been in there for probably close to a year. Everybody knows in the biz, I'm the Candela guy. I love all Candelas. And I, I don't know why, you know, everybody keeps saying that's the greatest Candela ever made. And I'm scared to smoke it because <laughs> I love Candelas. And it's like, what you know, because my, my, my head gets to me, you know, when these new cigars come out, you know, everybody puts them on these, these, these pedestals. Pedestal, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and then I'll it smoke it and I'll be like, nah, it's okay. You I know, smoked it. It was a good cigar. Yeah. I, I, I'm very biased, but like, it's, in terms of Candela's, I have I, I can't say I've liked one more than than that one for sure. I mean, I, I thought it was. I, I, I generally I I think that they kind of taste too grassy, but like some of them do them really well. Like I said, Lafleur has. I had one from Lafleur. I thought it was really good, and and ours I thought was uh, that we make or not ours uh, Lujones uh, that we make is uh, really good. Now Nick Nick Malillo makes the only Candela, um, uh, the Grasshopper. That yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling everybody. Like I said if you were blindfolded, I don't know if anybody in the business could tell that that was a Candela. I don't know how he does it. There, there's no grassiness, no bitterness, no nothing. It just other you, than the wrapper feel. Yeah, other than the wrapper feel, it's a real waxy, shiny, and you would never know that it was a Candela. I haven't had that one. That it's was a, a limited lot. one, I think. Yeah, it's well, you you can only get them in five packs at events that Nick Melillo attends. Yeah. Now, because he couldn't attend any events here and uh, uh, because of COVID, um, there were some shops that got in some uh, uh, some five packs. But uh, and, and, I, and I've asked every manufacturer this. Dickinson knows where I'm going on this one, so is everybody in the chat panel. reading? I was reading a book, and it was uh, about the cigar industry in 1918, 1920s, and there was one little excerpt in there about the Candela, and uh, um, uh, the guy said he loved the Candelas, because it was very sweet and it tasted like a pineapple. So I'm like, what has happened to the candela? So I, I have either two things. Like I said, pe can, or, uh, pineapples used to be horrible fruit, and, <laughs> and now they're genetically modified to be sweet. Or something has happened in the can making and blending a candela, or ferment, you know, you really don't ferment a candela. That is that has happened, and it's no so, longer something along there in, in the something process. behind the line. So I keep I keep yeah. posing this. I'm like, take this to your blenders and find out what happened with the candela and why it's no longer a sweet cigar, you know. But um, 
but I don't know. I I, I like I like the uh, the bitterness. I like that grassiness um, uh, of that. But um, but speaking of that one, the Illusion. I mean, you guys you guys make cigars for uh, Illusion, Warped, Viaje, Foundation, Syndicato, HVC. Um, you you make more cigars for other people than you than you do for yourself. Or or are Absolutely. you are you are you catching up? I mean, what is what do you what do you what's your like? How many do you make for yourself versus you know, you know, other people, 75, 25, or does 90% go out? No, I, I mean, if you take, if, well, if you take, because we also have like a, a line in Spain called Clondego, which we, we make a lot of. I mean, if you take everything combined versus what our proprietary buttons, it's probably 80, 20. We're probably 20% and the rest is, is 80%. Um, I'd have to confirm that, but that, that would be my guess off the top of my head. Ballpark, yeah. Um, and that, and that's part, and it used to be much higher than that. Um, the uh, two things: one is that originally they were, you know, it kind of developed into having their own brands. They started off growing tobacco, and then they got into manufacturing and and uh, and, fin- and distribution, and and they kind of they kind of were happy. I think for a long time they were selling lots of tobacco, and they were making a lot of great cigars for other people. And so the brand, the, the proprietary brands, didn't really receive a lot of attention. Um, but they decided, thankfully, because I have a job, uh, to put some <laughs> focus on their own brands, and uh, and that's when you know I, I came on board is to is to focus on on what we make for ourselves. But it, one of the things that's nice about the company is that because what's special about this is the tobacco we grow, and because we grow so much, um, you know, it, it the, as as we build the Agonorsa name, that benefits everybody that we make cigars for. Because what we're not saying, oh, we save the special tobacco for ourselves. What we're saying is is that we have a signature style of tobacco, which we grow quite a bit of, and you know anybody that's using it is gonna is gonna benefit from that as well. So, so so now are you being flooded? You know, over the last probably year or two, with with more people like, hey, can you blend me a cigar? Can you blend me? And like you guys, you know, now that you guys are you know as Aganorsa, you know, becoming more popular, are you you know, have you put a moratorium, no new cigars, or is it just small batches, small blends? Yeah, I mean, what's nice is that we have that we have the as much as we've grown, we have the ability to grow a lot more. And uh, we're, what I always say with that is the doors are open, and and uh, you know, when, and we definitely have people that come in, and some of them want to do fairly large projects. Uh, uh, some of them are people that we work with currently, and they're doing more with us now. Some of them are completely new people. Some of them want to do larger things. Some of them are more small batch. And really, what it is is. Is it going to work out? You know, I'll I'll, t- I'll talk to anybody that is you know wants to potentially do something with us and go through how that would work and and what would it would require and if that is you know in everyone's best interest, the, great. The Let's ceiling go. has not yet been approached. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> not that close. I mean, we yeah. can, we can, we got the sky's the limit, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we got yeah. we got a ways to go. Now, now, did you just do the uh, the the one? Didn't you do two blends with Dojo? Didn't you do a bonsai as yes, well? Yes, we did. Okay. We, the the second one was was bonsai, which was also re, uh, really successful. That that was the second one. The first one was the reviver, and the second one was the bonsai. Um, and uh, again, that was another great blend. It, it highlights how we can because we're vertically integrated, we can put out a great cigar at a very affordable price. Um, I think they had just done uh, their their Davidoff one, which was. A great cigar, actually. I, I thought it was one of the best Davidoffs I've ever had for, for Dojo. Um, but it was like a $20 cigar. And I think they wanted to yeah. do something that was a little bit more pocket-friendly for everybody. 
and, uh, and and we're able to do that. We're able to put something out that's really, really good at, at, a, at a very reasonable price. Yeah, yeah everything Dojo does, um, uh, Master Sensei over there, Eric, um, and, and, I'm, and I'm surprised more of his cigars um, aren't like regular production. I think, you know, uh, uh, the Dojo Dogma with Drew Estate, you know, I, I think thing. that's the only yeah. one that, that you see consistently. Um, I, um, it, it just, it, it's I still cute. haven't got my hands on the Dogma Sunground, but the... Yeah. the the dogma Maduro, yeah, you can that, find that, everywhere. That yeah. dogma Davidoff was 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 really really good. But like you said, the price yeah. wise, um, who who puts that limit? Is it is it Eric? He's like, I just want to do this, and then that's it. Or you know, is that on? I think it's it's probably a combination of the of the two. Like, so for instance, Reviver was a one shot thing. It was over with the bonsai. We actually we we, we did. Uh, it's 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 available as a regular production through uh, uh, Payless Cigars. Um, the the online chain of, of the smoker friendly, um, and that was because it, it sold out so fast, and a lot of people didn't even get it. Um, that there was a little bit of you know, I think anger. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, I've been on this, you know, I've gotten every edition, and I didn't get <laughs> yeah. this one. Um, and it, again, it's a very reasonably priced, so it's not it's not something that you buy it because it's it's rare and limited. But you normally wouldn't pay that much for a cigar. It's a cigar that you could, you know, potentially smoke every day. Um, so I think that has something to do with it. So I think it's a mix of factors between Eric and whoever the company is. Okay, and I've looked for that cigar like a couple times, and I didn't. I'll have to. Uh, I'll write that down. But just uh, pay less cigars, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, that that name had, had never come up in my uh, in in my uh, search results. So I'll definitely have to look for. They got to work one. on their analytics with Google. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they, they they do and it's it, it's not that it's not that hard you know um, uh, every now and then i said i'll, I'll you know i'll have a, a device that so google doesn't remember the history and so i'll see where i'm at and even even tonight googling uh, uh ter- yesterday terrence riley you know um agonorsa and uh, on the first page was the, the little thumbnail interview of this interview that hasn't even happened yet so uh <laughs> So, so I, I, I do good, and that's Eric. Eric's yeah, we have to say, we're good. yeah you're, you've got it down then. Yeah, Eric's got a whole team. He there's a, to get a, there's get a book son. out there about search engine optimization. Yeah, it's, uh, um, uh, it, it's extremely difficult, um, and that's why companies like Terrence, you know, companies just pay. You just pay big <laughs> bucks because yeah. you literally need to be every day. You know, um, If you want to be on that first page or that yeah. first, it's, it's eight hours a day, five days a week. That's your brand. That's your only job. It's SEO, and it's a it is a pain in the butt. Man, you know? I'm sorry to change the subject, but I worked on a damn car for the last two days. My body is sore <laughs> as hell. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're, you're you're sore. I, I I totaled my vehicle on my way to work today. I got T-boned today. So thank Jeez. you for the people that's in the uh, uh, the chat panel. Um, uh, 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 and everybody that's uh, w- wished me uh, well. So yeah. Yeah, was, God, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's ah, okay. Shit happens. Um, it's, uh, I, I got, it sure does. Yeah, yeah it, I know. Just minding my own business, just driving along. You know, a little, a little back road on the way to work. A little cut through. Lady SUV boat. You know, luckily insurance Bo- Boca Raton, Florida. Like I googled the address. Like a nice part of like any like there's a bad part of Boca Raton. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, this is this is gonna get this is gonna. This will work out. It'll work out. Plus, like I said, plus having the business and everything else, you know, I carry I carry a million dollar policy per accident because um, I can't afford to get sued or lose everything. So, well, I tell you what, though, you know, yeah. looking at the, the the vehicle that you you know you, you were driving, side impact airbags deployed, but the windows didn't break. 
So Chevrolet, hey, dude, they're doing something better than Tesla is with their bulletproof glass. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah no, no rock getting thrown, thrown yeah, right? through there. So, so it, it'll, it'll probably be totaled. We don't know. I can't get the doors open to see what happened to the B pillars. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see when the, uh, the – and like I said, it's Labor Day weekend. I can't get a rental car. Everybody's closed. So now i got to wait till Tuesday before before we get anything uh, uh, going on and finalized. But um, how did you what – is, what is your entrance? You're, you're, how old are you, first of all, if you don't mind me asking? I'm uh, 39. 39 30, years young. 30, 30, how old are you? look like you're 23 years old. Good. I, hey, I, I did I, not I'm, guess 39. I'm, I'm really 12. I look big for my age. Good God. I guess, I, it must be the beard. It has to be, <laughs> it has to be the beard. What, what got you? What was your entry into the, uh, uh, the cigar world? So uh, I, for many years, worked for uh, I have family in the business. My uncle is a gentleman named uh, Manuel Casada um, of Casada Cigars. They, uh, pr- no, they recently sold the brand Fonseca to my father, but they had my uh, Fonseca for many years and, and uh, the Casa Magna brand, which is one of their marks, and the Casada brands. And when I was younger, I went and spent uh, a summer in, in the factory, really just to go down there and have a good time. And uh, I had family that lived in the Dominican Republic. So I said, what the heck, I'll go down there, spend the summer and uh, work in a cigar factory. Um, but while I was down there, I, I kind of saw what everybody in the business kind of uh, probably you know, makes them stay in the business is, is how different, you know, the process of making a cigar and, and all the time that goes into it. And then on Sundays I'd go over to my uncle's house and we'd all have uh, lunch and cigars and play cards and have a few drinks. And it was, you know, the, the, the camaraderie of all that. And, and I said, well, that's just that's something really special about this. And so a few years after that, they, uh, they needed somebody to work in the States uh, and they prefer, obviously it's a family business. They wanted somebody that was family. And uh, they asked me, and so I went back to Dominican for about some, you know, somewhere between six months and a year to uh, to more formally learn the business down there. And then I came to my, uh, back to Miami, and I worked there for for ten years in in the office, uh, doing is a family business. You end up doing a ton of different <laughs> stuff, but a lot similar to what I do now, and plus a lot of other things. <laughs> so, so what, what they, uh, um, how did that meeting go with the family when you, when you said you're, you're leaving for, for someone else? Cause that's, that's kind of unheard of, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I ultimately what it came to, so my uncle is, has taken kind of a step back from a lot of the day, the operations over the last few years. And, uh, and they were kind of shifting how the business was operating in terms of what I was doing was going to be less, I, I, I like what I enjoy about the business is I enjoy what we're doing right here. I enjoy going to events. I enjoy the that interaction. That's what's special about this to me. Um, and they were kind of moving away from that. They were trying to kind of not automate things, but they were trying to have it be more operated, kind of like a, a grocery store. Like you go to the grocery store, you look at the apples, and uh, and you pick out the apple. You either like Red Delicious or the Honey Crisper on sale, yeah. and you pick apples. You don't you, you don't say. Energy, damn it. Yeah, yeah, you don't say. Well, who owns this? Who owns these, this Apple company? And uh, is this Apple grown in Oregon or is it grown? In, you know, like you don't really care about any of that stuff, you know. Um, but in cigars, uh, generally people do care about that. You know, that information and the people yeah. behind things and everything. And uh, and so that's what I wanted to continue doing. And uh, and so, you know, I left on good terms and I, I gave plenty of notice. And and uh, we, again, I have a great deal of. Uh, respect for my uncle and, and, and family and, and uh, appreciate the time I was given and the opportunities there. And we're all still on good terms. Right on. Right. 
You know, so, so, you've so been if the, you haven't, I'm sorry, yeah, Kevin, go no, ahead. No, go right ahead. No, I literally, I was going to say, if you haven't noticed, Kevin asks like the, the legit questions. Yeah. And I kind of provide color. I was just <laughs> yeah. going to ask you if you can roll a cigar for, for anything worth smoking or is it, you know. I'm t I was terrible, man. I, 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 I did it for a few weeks just to like learn it. I don't know if it, I'm left-handed, so I don't know if that hat plays a role or anything. I mean, they were smokable, but my guarantee to you is nothing you ever smoke will be rolled by me because right. uh, uh, that's I was not I was not blessed at it. Again, it gives you a respect because you'd be sitting there trying to roll the cigar, and then the person next to you pumps out like 35 in the time that you won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're you're, just, you're like, holding this perfect cigar, and you're like, "Look at this!" And they're like, yeah, yeah. "Yes, look at this." You yeah, know, and mine wasn't perfect either. It didn't. Yeah. I, I had a hard time with the finish on it, like where you get you know you get to the, the head of the cigar. I, I had a, I, it was really tough for me, but thank God I uh, that's not what they paid me to do. Yeah. So 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 you you know you you spent your youth on a farm, you know your your family is in the the cigar business, but I have a feeling you wanted to do something else with your life. Um, only because you have a bachelor's in history from the University of Massachusetts Amherst and yes, then sir. a master of arts from Exeter uh, University uh, in classical and ancient studies. Yes. That's generally not like a requisite degrees yeah. <laughs> for the cigar. So what, what did what did you want to do? What, what, what were you thinking in college? So I, I wanted to be a professor uh, of uh, you know Greek and Roman history. And uh, so I, as you noticed, I went to undergrad and grad and then I uh, did a master's. And then after that, you obviously have to do the PhD. But after I finished the, uh, the master's, I started doing the math. It's like to do a PhD, it's another four years probably of, of study. And then it's not like they're banging down the doors being like, hey, we need somebody you know, to translate Julius Caesar uh, immediately here. You know, so it, it, it's a very, it's a very, you know, it, it, it it would have been a hard life financially. The career uh, path for that, I would expect, would, would lead you right back into college as a professor, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that basically, you, you, that would be the hope, <laughs> is that you, you would finish off your PhD and you'd get picked up somewhere and then eventually get tenure and all. And all but, I mean, that, it, it's very in the classics field, it's a very difficult field for that. And you have to really know, you have to know German and French and, Italian, and some Italian and then uh, not not to mention Latin and Greek. And, and again, I didn't even take Greek till later on. And so my Greek was not that great. And it gets more and more pedantic. They start they start sitting there and it's like, OK, is this word uh, of the genitive uh, case or the dative? <laughs> and uh, well, in medieval Latin, it would be I mean, it, it gets really, really nuanced. And you start saying, what the hell am I doing here? You know, talking about, you know, what the clinch in this word is. Uh, and. Uh, and so I, I said, well, maybe I should take a break. So I, t I, I did teach Latin for two years at a high school um, just to kind of, you know, do something. And then I got into sales. I worked I worked for Carnival Cruise Lines, actually, for for a couple of years, which was a really great experience. I, I, I did very well there. And and uh, it was it was a good I mean, it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, certainly. But certainly it, it provided a pretty good living for me and uh, and a lot of great sales experience. Yeah, I, I could see you as like a cruise director. I mean, now that you say that, it's like, come on, everybody, it's time. You know, I I, I could see you're the very outgoing personality. So, um, but yeah, and uh, out of everybody that we've had on, even the smartest man alive, Steve Saka, has never used the the word pedantic. Um, so you're the first one. Uh, but but with your career now, like I said, you know, knowing knowing all that, if I had to pick a company for you to work for, it'd be Foundation, Nick Malillo, <laughs> probably as in. Oh, like, yeah. As in like history 
that guy is just got it going. He's on. a good New England guy too. He's a good New England guy like me. Yeah. I'm originally from Massachusetts, so uh, he's a he's a Connecticut guy. So yeah, yeah. And, but, and and you you roll. So what what cigar do you roll for um uh, for Nick? So we 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 did we did that I believe unless I'm mistaken the the grasshopper. Um, we do the uh, uh, Wednesday and the Wiseman Maduro in the Merrillick. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, and and uh, yeah, I th- and I think we have we have something coming out now. Those guys all deal with the fact that, like like Nick, you know, obviously doesn't need me, <laughs> and so and so he just deals with the factory. And and this, I see the cigars pass through when we import them, but I don't have any involvement um, with with what he does or anything like that. So. Uh, I, other than being a fan and enjoying very much what he, what, he, what he produces with our tobacco. One of the things I always say about our tobacco is that the people that work with us are, are the best testaments to its quality. I mean, Nick is not a guy or Dion or, you know, a lot of these people that we work with. Uh, they're not people that just said, oh, well, give me blend, uh, you know, C or whatever. I mean, yeah. Nick knows tobacco. Dion yeah. knows tobacco. And so the fact that they picked us uh, shows you. That uh, that that's quality. Good testimony. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and that and that just you know now, now my head hurts because so you make a candela for um, uh, Illusion and a, and a candela the grasshopper for for Nick, two opposite ends of the spectrum on the way the uh, the the wrapper leaf looks, and so it's like so and it's like ah oh, so there is different ways. And I'm like oh man you know so I don't yeah. know now, now now my so now you've you've got to hunt down that. That grasshopper. So you gotta be able to just call the factory, like, hey, give me, you know, get, get, give me some of them grasshoppers. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so we super weird. So you, you're the the vice president of sales and marketing, correct? Yes, sir. So um um how how often do you get out to to the brick and mortars? Are you um I mean obviously pre COVID nineteen. Yeah. So, so pre- what, what 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 exactly does your job entail? Yeah. It's so pre COVID. I was on the road. Now I'm on the road probably about a week of the month. Since June, I've been back on the road to some degree. Um, but pre, pre-COVID, it was probably two and a half, I would say two and a half weeks of the month on average. Um, some months it was three, and then ter- certain months it's probably a little less because of you know December or whatever, and not all people want to see you the week before Christmas. Um, so it was a lot of, uh, a lot of travel, definitely, um, working with our, our, our sales team and working with our retail partners. Um, and really, uh, the... the the sum of my job is to basically get the consumer to understand what Agonorsa is and to, and to hopefully get them enthusiastic about it. And because the only metric of success is the passion of the consumer for the product. Uh, that's the, the key thing. If, if you look at, if you, you know, you go to a liquor store and you walk in and you know, you, you always you like your McAllen or your Glenlivet or whatever it is, your, your, uh, Buffalo trace or whatever liquor it is. And then there's another liquor next to it that you haven't heard of that's that's either the same price or more or less or whatever it is. You're almost never going to select that unless somebody you respect told you, hey, you've got to try that. Um, because you know you like one thing. You don't know if you're going to like the thing you, you haven't heard of. And so you've got to be able to influence that person some way so they decide to make a different choice than they would have otherwise. And it really comes down to... Uh, having having consumers, whether it's in the retail shop or online or, or wherever, and then our retail partners are crucial in that process and the, the st- their staff um, saying, hey, you've got to try Agonorsa. Or, oh, you, if you like this, I, I think you'd really, you know, uh, enjoy uh, whether it's uh, Agonorsa Leaf or Guardian of the Farm or, or uh, Lunatic or JFR, whatever it is. Um, and that's really been the key to everything is, and you've got to really be on, you have to be in front of people to do that. It, it's, it's, a, it's a very competitive business. There's lots of great cigars. And if you're not out there, uh, you know, in the trenches showing 
people, you know, what's special about it, uh, why it's special, um, why, why they can you know, confidently recommend it or, or, or why they'll enjoy it. Um, it's a really uphill battle. It's very difficult. Yeah, you know, and, and for me, a, a metric of success on, especially on, on a cigar company, and it's a lot of, you know, and the cigar company is a little bit different than any other type of business in the world to where you can get to know a, a brand owner, you know, like they're out there. You know, nobody knows who the, the owner of Nike is, you know. It's just, exactly. They're, they're just, you, you can't relate to that. So for me, I, I'll, I'll see a, um, the success of a brand is when I'm on these forums uh, on all the Facebook, there's 800 cigar forums and someone will say, hey, I heard, you know, the, uh, the JFR Lunatic Torch is, is a great cigar. What do people think? And then there'll be 800 comments, but 50 or 60 of those comments like, oh, you've, you've got it. You got to try the cigar. Terrence is yeah. a great guy. You know, you've, you've got to try that cigar. Oh, I love Steve Saka and everything he makes. He's a good guy. You know, it's putting that that name with that with that cigar. Absolutely. It's it just, you know, you, you've got to be that, that, you know, brand. Like I said, that's cigar prop. Like I said, it's just, everybody knows, oh, you know, you got to buy something from him. Kevin's a good guy. And I'm like, so I remember the first time I read that. To me, that was like the biggest metric. I'm like, all right. So, I mean, that's. You know, yeah, you've connected. You know, you, you, yeah. You've connected with people. And that's what people want. You know, and I find myself going into a, a cigar line. We travel, well, we used to travel a lot. We'd go into a lounge and we always used to, you know, talk with the owner, whoever's there. You're like, hey, do you guys have anything new? And if they're like, oh, or do you have anything um, specific to your shop? Um, and then, you know, they're like, oh, if they don't, like, well, what, do you, what are you smoking today? Like, well, I really like that. And if it's something I haven't heard of, and I go, well, who, who, who makes it? Like, what, you know, what, you know, what's the story? And sometimes they're like, I, re I really don't know who makes it. I, I, I don't know the story. And I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to stick with somebody. Even though it's a good cigar, it's a recommendation, I want that, I want that connection. I want that personal, you know, experience with a person sure you know and that's what i you know and that's what i love you know and that's why i love doing the you know doing these interviews you know when, when we had um justo on um and then a, a sweaty pete hernandez i don't know if you know him yeah I, 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 <laughs> well everybody laughs like hey do you know yeah. pete hernandez they're like hey yeah. everybody knows pete you know so so he, he had a bunch of questions before the show. He's like, okay, how's this going to work? What are we going to, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. I'm like, Pete, that's not my job. My job is to, you know, make Husto a, a person, you know, tell his story, get people to understand that, you know, who he is versus who his brother is. And he's a great guy. And super great guy, you know, and I really didn't know much about him and still started doing more research on the, I knew he was Christian's brother. I thought he was Christian's little brother. You know, I'm like, oh, Christian's like, you know, like, no, Christian's the young one. And uh, so, but yeah, it's a, that's that's what people want. People want that um, um, that 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 story um, yeah. behind there. And then um, uh, you had mentioned uh, the lunatic torch a couple times. How's that um, 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 that eighty ring gauge you guys do? Have you ever smoked one? And and if anybody doesn't yeah. know what an eighty ring gauge cigar is, <laughs> so we got the cigar prop ring gauge tool. It's so, like a golf like, ball. Yeah, yeah. So like like this is like a, a, a fifty five. Like this is an eighty up here. Uh, it is a crazy, crazy size. Um, so I'll tell you a funny story. One, it, it, ours is at least tapered, so it, it's a uh, it's a little more reasonable. When, when I joined the company, I, I was almost like, "What? What do we even make something like this for?" It's like it's, I've never seen anything this big. And and then I looked at the sales numbers, and it, the big ring gauges. God bless them. You know, we, we all are stuck. And I, and I use this term about myself as much as anything. We're kind. Of, we're what's called. You know, we're cigar geeks. You know, we're. Yeah. We're into all the information, the tobacco there. The average cigar guy walks in the shop, 
He's never read a magazine. He's never been on a, a, a forum or anything. He goes in and he buys a cigar and he leaves and he smokes them wherever he smokes them. And that's the, the vast majority. Oh, and, yeah. and for a, a lot of people, they look at that, you know, a 660, a 770, an 880, and they go, huh, I'm, I'm on the road for four hours in my truck. I can smoke one cigar instead of three or, you know, and then all these guys, you know, they got to go home and, you know, uh, their significant other looks at their, uh, their, their expenses and their, their credit card statement. And, and that, and that cigar percentage gets too high. They start getting in trouble. And so, you know, instead of buying two, three cigars in the day, ah, maybe I can have this one. And, uh, and so in that sense, uh, it's a, it's a huge part of, of, of the business. Now for myself, I'll, I'll be straightforward. I do not like anything that that big the 880 i smoked on two occasions one i smoked it just because i didn't want to work for the company and sell something that i had never smoked it yeah. took me about four hours um to, to get through it and then another time uh i, I we, we do it's called validation every once in a while where like we just take in a shipment and we smoke the sizes to make sure that they're all smoking consistently and uh, i put, drew the straw to smoke the 880 that time so i've smoked uh I've smoked two in, in my life, but I, but I have smoked quite a few of some of the other ones that the, are our, our El Chiquito size, which is four and three quarters by 70. And on the torch, actually, we, we don't we don't I think originally what, what happened with big ring gauge cigars and they got kind of a reputation of not being flavorful is that a lot of the I think manufacturers felt who's ever smoking this doesn't know what the hell they're doing and they don't care what it tastes like. And they yeah, just jammed yeah. more filler in there. You know, they're just like yeah. our our. our Big ring gauges are blended to size. So, on the, the torch, the four and three quarters by seventy, it's my least favorite size. It's the to me. It's for me though. It's the it's the flavor on it is the best of the, of the three. I, I I like I like how it's really really balances. There's a little bit more sweetness to it, um, bur- because it's bigger. It burns a little cooler. Um, so it almost it annoys me because it's like I don't like smoking you know a cigar like that. But the flavor on it's really good. Yeah. How, you know, often, yeah, but- how often do you smoke a cigar? Like. Uh, Two, two, three times a day. So, so I'm, I'm really kind of feast and famine. When I'm traveling, it can get up into like eight. Uh, oh. If I'm in the factory, God, I, I lose count after ten. I mean, <laughs> you're sitting there smoking all day. Um, at the office, usually a couple. Uh, and but then, I'll t- like I'll take you know it's it's probably one like today. This is my my first cigar today. Um, I, I I tend to smoke a, l- a little bit less when I'm not involved in work, but it's funny. Most of my smoking is not what you would call enjoy. It's not that it's not enjoyable. It's that I'm not enjoying it the way the but you're not doing the loud. Yeah. You're not sitting yeah. back with yeah. grandma whiskey. Relax. Yeah, what, what I'm doing yeah. is I'm saying, okay, is this burning? Right. Is this drawing? Right. Does it taste the way it's tasted the last time? Uh, does it need to sit longer? You know, it's, it's all those. And then that, that's nobody, nobody says, man, it's not like there's kids in you know some poor country that, that their parents say to them you know you could be Terrence Riley you yeah. know don't complain because uh, he's got it really rough he's got to you know smoke cigars uh, to ensure that they're burning consistently so, rather than pure enjoyment. Do yeah. you on occasion just go grab a Padron randomly just because you know you don't have to judge it at all and you can just sit back and enjoy it? Yeah, so so if it's, there's a funny story like I. Even with our, our own cigars, uh, a while back, this is probably a year ago, I, I came back from a trip and it was like 10 p.m. at night or something like that, and everyone was sleeping, but I was in that I was kind of still wired up, so I'm like, I'll go out and have a cigar and a, and, and a whiskey, and I just sat there and I you know I wasn't analyzing it or anything, and I was like, this is excellent, I I should do this more often, you know, and it was just enjoyable to sit back and and Not do that. So I, 
Yeah, so I, I actually, I, I still do that, uh, you know, fairly uh, often now because I think it's important to remember ultimately why we do this <laughs> is that it's the enjoyment. Um, and I'll do that with other brands too. Yeah, and, you're, and like you said, it's sometimes easier to do it with uh, somebody else's product because it's ultimately, you know, not my problem yeah. <laughs> if there's any yeah. issues with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I was watching uh, Down to the Nub, the show before that comes on before us, and they were kind of talking about the same thing. And then I, my comment was, you guys remember when smoking cigars used to be fun? You know, because for me, I'll, I'll be honest, like I said, it's probably, I probably smoke one cigar a month for absolute just pure enjoyment just sure. fun you know jessica you know she's like you know like hey what do you got to do tonight i'm like i don't have anything to do tonight uh, i got my orders out i don't have any show notes to do i'm just gonna have uh, a, a cigar and enjoy it and then she'll come in the office half hour later and then i'm talking to my phone she's like what are you doing i go well i gotta do an igtv video you know and i gotta take a picture and i gotta post it on instagram and i gotta post it to make sure you know everybody knows what i'm smoking so yeah, cigars. Uh, yeah, I remember when it used to just be fun, you know. And, uh, and 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 like like you said, people you know people message me. Oh, it must be nice just sitting around smoking cigars. Yeah, yeah. Try it. Try try it for a month of just sitting around. Uh, and it's um, um. Yeah, it's it's not again. I, I don't think anyone feels bad for us, but 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 the, <laughs> no. But, yeah. but the it's not the same thing as sitting there, you know, playing cards with your buddies and having a cigar <laughs> like that. That's what. And, and, and like like you said, it's important to do that because that's ultimately why we're involved in this is because of that. Like, so you, you don't want to get lost in the minutia of you know, I'll tell checking you, I, burn ratio and everything. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to someone not long ago, and that's one of the things about this, uh, the COVID situation with the lounges. Uh, and some people going, some people not, but uh, a lot of people staying home alone. And I, I've been doing it a lot more lately. You know, I'm smoking a cigar by myself and. That's one of the good things about smoking with buddies. Even sitting around a card table, you get to smell that cigar. You know, when you're smoking a cigar, you don't get to smell that cigar. So I like to actually sit with other guys and smoke a cigar so I can smell those those cigars. It's yeah, and, and, and there's nothing else like that. Like, it, how many times have you ever been in a shop or someplace? Or even I've, it's, you've been on the street and somebody's like, oh, you're smoking a cigar. Like, oh, and they'll give you a cigar. Here, try yeah, this. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, if you were in a bar, like, and somebody bought you a drink you'd think they had an ulterior motive you, you, you would be like what's this person up to you know like, like you would never you would immediately suspect there's something wrong and in the cigar industry that's completely normal yeah it, 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 it's completely normal to send a random person across the country a five pack of cigars that you've never met but you got an address from some, in one group and yeah. like hey I, I would i want to share you know this with some rent you don't do that with I don't buy like uh, man. I got these really nice socks from Walmart. Uh, right? so, I'm just I'm gonna send like three pairs of socks to a random person. Yeah, it's such you a know, good you know, it's Such a good know. sock. I gotta share it with a friend. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I know. <laughs> you know, you you've gotta have these socks. <laughs> yeah, you've gotta try these. You know, you had mentioned something, and uh, and I never thought about it until you know you're talking about you know a six by sixty, seven by seven, eighty by eighty. I'm like, you know what? I've never seen. A n They're always in those numbers. But then you had said that you know you're saying that, and I'm like. Why hasn't anybody ever made like a five by seventy, a five by eighty? But you guys actually make a, a shorter, fat cigar. And, yeah. Um, Four and now, now by I, seven, I, yeah. I've 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 got to hunt that cigar down because I've only had, you know, like I said, six by sixty, seven by seven. You know, it, I've always had those those numbers. So now sure. I'm really interested in seeing how that cigar smokes. Yeah, yeah. A fatter yeah, that, cigar, that, but that a shorter. That torch. Uh, if if you pick one, the torch, it's. Uh, Four and three quarter by seventy size 
flavor wise, I thought it was, I think it's excellent. I think it's, like I said, if flavor wise out of the three sizes, I would take that one. All right, right on. Uh-huh. So, 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 so you've you've been locked in your your house for the for the COVID for the for the uh, for the most part. So, um, I I always ask like all these manufacturers like what what have they found that they that, that they love? What have they been doing? So, um, I I mean, I you're not going to be be able to hear this sound, but I see what you've been doing during uh, COVID, and uh, we'll we'll play this little uh, uh, video. All the boutique cigars out there, whether they're part of the BCA or not. When you're spending every day on your own, and here it goes. So on that last one, the, the the song was "I'm Just a Kid," and then you look like you were 17 years old, you know, looking at those uh, 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 the, those tobacco plants. So so you're a big TikToker, I guess. So I, I try to use all forms of, uh, of, of media, uh, you know, however, uh, however I can reach the consumer. And uh, I mean, I have if you look at a couple of the videos I have on TikTok, there's like 35 million views. I mean, a couple of them have really uh, been able to reach a lot of people. And, uh, if, you know, if, if any of those bring in some new uh, smokers to Aganorsa, then then that's the purpose of it. So I. I try, I try to, you know, every, every, every avenue has a different kind of vibe to it. So, again, LinkedIn is great. LinkedIn is really good in terms of, like, uh, getting out information and you connecting with people that maybe, uh, you know, a guy from another, uh, from a, I don't know, a, a retailer might not want to be your friend necessarily on Facebook or something like that. But, uh, but in LinkedIn, now, it's, it's you know, professional okay, it's network, a business. So, yeah, it's a professional yeah. network. And so you can kind of stay uh, in touch and get information to them that way. Um, and then Facebook obviously has a lot of great groups on there. And then Instagram is very picture driven. Um, and then t- so everything has its own. And I try to, you know, use use them all. I'm, I'm a big Gary V fan. And uh, yeah. Gary yeah. V is, is a big uh, <laughs> proponent of using every form possible to, to reach people. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see how the, uh, uh, the the TikTok selling to. Well, now it's Microsoft and Walmart, how that's going to go. I think that that was definitely something we were going to look at. You know, it was uh, uh, into the future. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, uh, I've been, uh, really been hitting it hard for the last three or four months on LinkedIn, just trying to figure that out. Cause uh, you know, cause that might be people, a lot of people, a lot of people mad at Facebook, you know, and, uh, LinkedIn is a little bit nicer. Not a lot of, not a lot of controversy on LinkedIn. Yeah, and, you're, and your, your organic reach is better too. Professional yeah. network. It's not, you know, you're not, no. you're not on there with a professional connection and the girl who sat behind you in third grade. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it's a big difference. Yeah, exactly. I, I've, I've been trying to to, to treat fa- LinkedIn like Facebook. Um, I, I see a lot of Will McFall from Drew Estate. He does yeah. a lot on LinkedIn. Yeah, and uh, so I've been trying to, you know, I'm like, all right, he seems to be doing pretty good. So we'll 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 see. But yeah, it's uh, you got to got to be out there on on all the social medias. You know, you you never you put all your eggs in one basket, and and you never you never know. You know, you, you never know if that goes belly up. Then you're yeah, anything could go away. They could say tomorrow, okay, no more. And, and if you're only on yep. Facebook or in Facebook owns Instagram, so yeah. I could yeah. There's a new one called Parler. I uh, I just heard about some What's new that? social platform called Parler. P A R L E R. Okay, I, I haven't heard of uh, that one. There, there are so discovered it. There, there, there are so many, so many of them uh, uh, cre- creeping up. Um, you um I I watched an inter or I don't know if it was a Zoom I don't know what it was it was some virtual herf whatever with uh, uh you and uh, I think Matt Booth was oh, God, uh, yeah yeah uh, 
how did you ever, you know, because Matt, when you're talking about Matt, Matt loves you. How, what was your first interaction with, with Boofy, you know, and just the, the, the craziest guy in the industry? No, it's funny. So I, I, before I even met him, I remember when he first started out, Cigar Snob did, it, did like a, a piece on him. And it was kind of like lived the Matt Booth life for a couple of days. And they went out to, and it was one of the most interesting stories still that I've ever read on, uh, um, on, on, on snob or, or any or any article on him on somebody from the industry uh him and, and cigar press did one on phil zangi one time which was really a, a pretty great interview um and uh and so that kind of just you know put me you know in him in my mind to begin with and then in the business you run into people over the course of you know all the events and the vendor events and then you just end up having a couple of drinks and laughing and you know he just uh, he's a great guy and he's you know he can we kind of, I think, have to some degree a similar sense of humor, and uh, and so you know, it's just you know that's what's great about the industry. It brings a lot of people together, and, and uh, I've had the opportunity to spend some time with him. That's always been memorable. <laughs> have you ever read when we had him on the show? Um, uh, he was surprised. I think I was the first one that ever brought up um, some of the uh, um, his old articles that he used to write. Uh, he used to give dating advice. No um, kidding. Oh, you've never seen that? Oh. I, I am going to send you the link. Yeah, please please do. Do. It, it, oh, is, please it, it is going to blow you away. Oh, that's awesome. Um, with, uh, um, uh, when you, so next time you, you see him. Like, for a magazine? I, you know, yeah, for a, like, a legit, ma- like, online. It was like like Cigar Advisor or something. You know, yeah. it was just, it was like a legit online. I'm like, who the hell let Matt Booth Right, you know, because because he wrote like under the pseudonym uh, Thunder Dick Jones, uh, yeah. was, <laughs> and uh, uh, the the the, the one awesome. article the one article was titled uh, Dookie Love," and um, talking about uh, I can't believe the editor let that. Let I, I that know, just talking about like ha- having dirty sex behind a dumpster, and uh, and it was uh, I I am going to send you there's, that. There's tarps <laughs> involved in there. You got to. He, he's giving advice. He's giving advice. Not advice on a, anyone might want to follow. But. <laughs> it, it, it is absolutely just just fantastic. Um, it, it, it is it is crazy. Um, That's fine. so. Um, you, do you guys have any uh, uh, like collabs coming up? You know, with um, um, like some of the. Cause I, I don't know if you guys. I mean, I, I know you did like Dojo. Have you have you done collabs with like? booth or drew estate or you know um uh dunbar i mean just some of the bigger no the bigger we have i you know i talked matt and i talked at one point about i probably probably the beginning end of last year about doing something and then it, it like one with covid and and uh and then also with fda stuff it just it, we, it never kind of turned out but i you know next time i see him uh, i'll start up the conversation again and be just for Purely my own enjoyment, it would be fun to work with him and do something. Oh yeah, that would definitely be be, be fun to work with him. And uh, what what are you, what are your some of the cigars you're enjoying from other other manufacturers? Well, as you said, Ed, the uh, uh, from uh, JRE uh, Arroyo, I love the uh, that Reserva they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an excellent cigar. Um, I, I like a lot of stuff from from. Uh, uh, Saka, he's he's got some great stuff. I I, I enjoy Placencia, Alma Fuerte is incredible. Uh, I, they they have. A, I like I, to be honest with you. I like stuff that doesn't taste as much. You know, if I'm not smoking Aganorsa, I'll, 
I want something that doesn't taste like Aganorsa. You know, what I, you know what I mean. So, like, like uh, Steve's stuff is is very different than ours, and I just I enjoy that. And Rumble Crafts is different than us, and uh, Eric's got some great stuff. Uh, the Protogol guys, and and uh, so I I, I kind of bounce around, and half the, half the fun for me is, is smoking something else. Is just kind of like enjoying it. You know, for as we were saying before. I, if there's any, you know, if there's something personally I, do, I wouldn't like about it for whatever reason, whatever the brand is, like it's not a big deal. It's like it's not my problem. It's like, oh well, <laughs> this one's not for me. I'll, you know, the next one maybe will be. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of. I mean, some of the like Fuente Angel Share is uh, is a great cigar. Obviously, Padron is great. Uh, I mean, uh, well, Florida Dominicana has a as a as a Cameroon like a petite Cameroon. I really like. Um, no, I didn't know they had like a, a petite Cameroon. I, like I think LFTs. it's like we're, like we're selling cigar and like in <laughs> like in like Lido smokes, but it's like Lido's. I think it's is like favorite smart cigar. He smokes more, it more than anything else, and uh, and so I think I, I was talking to my, my. I have a cousin that's really good friends with with uh, with Tony Lido's son, and uh, he mentioned that he mentioned that that's his favorite one, and I was like, wow, that's his favorite one. Maybe maybe I should try that, you know. And so uh, I. I somehow got my hands on some from i think maybe john carney or somebody and uh and i thought it was really great now, now have you ever like like smoked a cigar from like a friend of yours in the industry and there was just like something wrong with it and you ever reach out to him like hey i smoked this cigar and i, I didn't like it you know and uh were you just never never do i yeah. do that never yeah I mean, cigars are like people's children they, they don't want the, the only thing i would maybe say is if it was plugged or something if it was like yeah. plugged or like then i would say hey man that one you gave me was plugged that, i would say something like that because that's that's a, that's a structural that's problem quality yeah uh, yeah yeah, that, yeah that it's it's not a it's not a taste thing and uh um you know again at the end of the day everybody has their own palate and if the cigar burned well and and drew well but it just wasn't my speed I would never tell them like, oh no, I think that this could be better. Why? No, no, no. Nobody wants. Nobody See, wants to hear that, man. Nobody yeah, wants you know, to hear I, that. Let me I, tell I would. I would have a problem owning my own company or being a, a brand representative or working. You know, smoking someone else's cigar. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then taking one back to the factory. I need you to to, to copy this. You know, yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. You know, I, I think that would be the hardest thing that would mess with my mind. I'm like, why don't we have anything like this? You know, this is. You know, not that you, we don't make good cigars, but this is amazing. But that's so. what drives you, though, Kevin. Is when you when you do find that one from your competitor that has that amazing cigar. That's what drives you, and you you know all about drive. That's what gets you into that blending room to make your own. That's yeah, and the, and the people in that room, it, you know, they, they're they what they make. They believe is yeah. the best. Like, oh yeah, it, it's it's rare. If you get most manufacturers will will not will not say that they like other cigars, they, yeah. even if they do, and they, and they may not. Uh, most of them kind of like again they grow, especially ones that like gross in tobacco because they're basically designing it exactly how they think it should be, like. So it makes sense that, you know, it, the reason it's the way it is is because that's how they like it. That's how they want it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I guess for, I, I've heard through the grapevine Saka when he, when he like if you give him something else and he likes it, he'll never say he likes it, but he'll give you the little tip of the hat. You know, like when, when Saka gives you that tip, that yeah. means he, li he likes your cigar. You know? <laughs> so, but he'll never say, oh, I love, you know, except uh, uh, Willie Herrera, uh, the, uh, the Her Herrera Esteli, the, the Miami. Yeah. Uh, he, he, really, he really liked that one. You know, and he actually went out and bought a uh, a box of them, so it's um, so it, so that that must be a, a great one. Another manufacturer buys a box of your buys a box of your cigars. Now, have have you been in the blending room? Have you been? 
Have, you been, yeah. have they asked you or to be like, hey, you've been working on a little yeah. secret project? So my, my role in my entire time in the industry has always been, does the does the blend fit the project? That's really, I, I do not go and tell them, you know, this could really use, you know, an extra leaf of uh, viso from Chilamate Grow. I, I don't do Oh, no, no. I, I mean, have you ever, like, you know, on your trips down there, you know, just dabble? Try to create like, hey, your hey, own hey, hey, can, Yeah, hey, can you... Can you make me this? You a, know, a little I, bit. I've tried a few times. I did that, uh, you know, obviously when I was in, in Dominican, and then I did it uh, a few times with Placencia, and then, and then I kind of gave up on it. I, I it was never very good, quite frankly. I, I would go and I would say, oh, well, this sounds like it would be good, and then and then it wasn't very good most of the time. So I would be like, man, I'll just let the guys that know what they're doing with this yeah. do it. And uh, yeah, like I said, my role, like if you, I would, you know, if you come out with a cigar called, uh, you know, Simtex. Uh, it's yeah. got to be a strong cigar. If it's a mild cigar, it doesn't fit the project, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that, you're that, you're the you, marketing. You're more on the marketing. Yeah. yeah. It, it, if we're, what, what we're doing place. has to fit the blend, and so that's really my role. But I would never tell any of these guys, "Oh, you're, you're doing it wrong." Uh, you know, you add this or add that, or yeah. it'll it'll be better this way. I would never. Would, you know. Would you say you've got a, a refined palate? I think I. I mean, again, I, I can. Uh, I've had the, the the benefit of spending a lot of time in factories and smoking, uh, you know, specific components of tobacco and getting a sense of how they contribute to blends and, and what they taste like and and being at, like uh, uh, Tyler from up in Wisconsin. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he's uh, always on. He's he's uh, got a, a, a podcast as well. Um, but he gave me a cigar once, and it was an Aurora, and I and I guessed it. I was able to guess it. So. I mean, I'm not too bad, but, but again, I, I don't even, I don't even think of it in terms of like, I think it's almost a disadvantage to to think that way. You're like, oh, like I know what it's supposed to taste like. I, I think it's like, does yeah. it taste like the way the consumer that it's geared to will, will like that's yeah. really, because it, again, it's like it, big ring gauges or, or Lanceros. Everyone's always like, make a Lancero. People don't smoke Lanceros guys. They, like, there's, it's a very small percentage. Every time somebody tells me their, their, their humidor is going to be based on Lanceros, there's only one person I know that's been able to pull that off. Uh, yeah, Stogie's in Houston. where they, And even for them, they have a lot of other cigars. They have a huge humidor. But, but it's just not that popular of a cigar. And you sit there and you tell a guy, man, it's, you know how hard this is to roll and to get the consistency and, and the wrapper and everything. And that guy just looks at it and goes, I'm not smoking something. That looks like a, you know, a girly cigar or whatever they yeah. think. it. Yeah. And they just won't smoke it. So... Uh, if, if you're just if I'm if I'm thinking of like what I want to smoke and what I think it should be, I think that's I'm doing a disservice to the to the, to the company and to the consumer because my goal is to make sure that whatever we're making is the best version of that for that consumer. Yeah, I, I would be a blender's worst nightmare, as in you know, <laughs> so so I could tell you kind of what I want as a cigar, you know, and then they would blend me my cigar and I'll be like, ah, it needs to be better, and they'd be like, well, well, how? And I'd be like, mm, I don't know. It needs to be different, um, and uh, so yeah. So I, I I'm like, I, I would never want to be in that role of actually making. Um, now I, you know, I, I've given some manufacturers some advice. You know, like, hey, I would like to see this, and you know, uh, uh, several different manufacturers. Oh, hey, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, and that's know, really but, but, but no, but no follow up questions are allowed. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, that, that I mean, really, that's a, a big part of success is listening to the consumer. I mean, listening to people that hey, I I would be. I would want to buy something like this, or I, I, yeah. I would really enjoy something. There's not really this, and that's to me. That's that's our job is to listen to that and to say, okay, 
you know, a, a perfect example, like generally speaking, I don't like Connecticut. Connecticut is either very, very, very mild and it's got that kind of acrid taste to it or it tends to be kind of unbalanced in, in, a, in a, like a stronger way. Yeah. Um, uh, but our, our Connecticut, uh, I think, is, is, is excellent. I smoke it all the time. It's one of the cigars from, from our company we, I smoke the most because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's got great flavor and uh, it doesn't have that acrid taste and, it, and it's, it's balanced still with some strength. So, um, you know, but if I, if I would not have thought to make a Connecticut if you were asking me, like, what cigars should we make? And it's one of oh, our yeah. better sellers too. So it, you know, it, it, it's it's not only a really great cigar; it's a cigar that is popular with the end consumer. And that's really how you have to to think about it. Is is not, or well, that's how I think you all, should think about it. All Connecticut's are deceiving. You never know what you're going to get by the wrapper. You know, yeah. and it's you, uh, you, you know, and then every manufacturer will, will have on. So I said, you know, everybody hates a Connecticut. Everybody's like, you know, but that's what the consumer wants. You know, the consumer wants the Connecticut. So they they try and make the best Connecticut, you know, out there and. You know, and it, it's one of those cigars, man, it is hit or miss. It is either going to be good or it's going to be bad. You know, it's just, you know, it's just, it, 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 there's so many good ones out there and there's so many bad ones out there. It's, it, it's just strange. But like, you know, like you said, Lancero, nobody, nobody, everybody wants a Lancero, but nobody smokes them. You know, Saka eventually relented and made a Lancero and um, it, it yeah, I, I don't know how well it does for Steve. Yeah, but uh, I mean, but, but, it, there's a following for. I mean, it's not. Well, there's guys that will go out there and find every Lancero. So there's definitely a, a vocal oh, yeah. group that love them. It's just but, that but, they but, tend not to be yeah, brand it's loyal. It's very small cult following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's you, a very it's just, a small following. You just hit it on the head, and Steve has said that several times. They're not brand loyal. A a a, a Lancero guy <clears throat> will buy. I come out with a Lancero. They buy a bundle of Lanceros. And then they never come back to the company, you know. Yeah. They'll, they'll they'll look for the next Lancero, the next Lancero, the next Lancero, and, the, and yeah, it's, love... it's hard to stay in business that way. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would I would love to see a shop full of Lanceros though. I think that would be that would be awesome, you know. Well, it's, apparently uh, there's one in Houston well, that well, I didn't that's know what I'm about. saying. You know, I think that yeah. would be you know how it's... cool would that be to, to walk in? I'm like, oh my god, look at. I mean, because, I might have to go check that sucker out this week. I, Stogie Houston, he, yeah. he's got a he's got a ton of uh, like uh, Roma Crafts done one for him. Uh, Lujon, uh, uh, we've done one for Guardian the Farm. Uh, uh, there's tons of them. Uh, he's he's got, and they're all special ones that are all made specifically for him. So it's uh, he's he's kind of developed a niche where people who like Lanceros come from out of the woodwork, and they all you know will go to him for Lanceros. But again, he also sells a ton of other, <laughs> other yeah, cigars. Yeah. As That's well. what I'm saying. Like I would go there. I wouldn't yeah. buy any Lanceros unless there was something just uh, you know ridiculous that I'd never seen before. Um, I, I would because I, I would buy, see it. yeah I would buy a Guardian of the Farm Lancero I would go yeah. like I said I would probably buy a dozen Lanceros or even two dozen but then I would never buy them again you know I, I would smoke that one Lancero and I'm like oh hey now I had the Guardian of the Farm in yeah. a Lancero no I would know? say look at this beautiful Lancero humidor <laughs> yeah. and then I would walk over to the humidor <laughs> with the Toros and the Robustos and yeah, yeah you know. get the cigar I wanted. So uh, uh, one last question before before we let you go. Um, where where does the cigar road lead for for Terrence Riley and Aganorsa? Because at this point, uh, you know you, you've done a fantastic job because you are Agagnorsa, so they can never fire you. Uh, you can you <laughs> well, can, it's not gotten wood. Remember, <laughs> the, the only title in the company that matters is owner. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, yeah. We all thought yeah. the same thing with uh, 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 Michael Giannini, and we just found out he left uh, Ventura Cigars. I can never imagine 
Ventura without Michael Giannini. Yeah, yeah it's like so, Men's Warehouse without George Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, so so yeah, so you say that, but um, um, where where is Agonor's? You know, what do you, you guys got some some cool stuff coming up. Um, what, what what's going on in the future? Yeah, I I think it's just you know staying the course and you know spreading the word and getting you know there's still tons of people that have never heard of us, never tried it, or or they're not aware that they've tried a cigar made by us. And I think uh, you, just, you hit that. They're not aware. Yeah. Yeah, which is almost the same thing, you know. Uh, yeah. you know it's, it's good. It's good that they've had it, uh, but if they don't recognize, I mean, what we've re- what the best news I, I hear is, and I try to really pay attention and see what people say and keep my ear to the to the ground. And when somebody's like, "Oh, you know, uh, this this company just came out with a cigar that's made by Agonorsa," uh, and I tried it just because of that, you know, and that's yeah. really the the surest thing for me. That that's the best. Uh, compliment to, to, to me that that we're doing a good job is that people uh, are learning about us and, and they're associating us with quality and that someone who will try a cigar that they've never heard of or never uh you know wouldn't try otherwise simply because uh we, we make it and so it's really just a continuation of that and getting to more and more people and and uh and and that's that's the goal uh because it, i mean it's kind of you take craft beer all craft beer combined is smaller than bud light and yeah. uh, and again, you, you know, you, you, it, the goal is not to be that because that's a whole different you know animal. But there's there's a lot of people out there that we haven't reached yet, and yeah. uh, that's why we always thank our consumers and, and, and you guys for having me on and and uh, our retail partners because it's it's their word of mouth that's driving awareness for us. So right on, uh, and we we definitely want to thank you for coming on and spending you know ninety minutes of your time with us tonight. Oh, my uh, pleasure. And if, if you guys ever need, you know, uh, need, need airtime, you got anything new, you know, always feel free to reach out. You know, we're always here to, to help promote you, your brand, anything you're doing. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I appreciate you having me, and I would love to do it again. Anytime, cool. guys. Oh, right on. Thanks very much, Terrence. Right on, Thank man. you, guys. Right, you have a good night. You too. Thanks. So, all right. What a, uh, what a fantastic interview. Um, always, um, I'm, uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Our first, uh, our first interview back from, um, um, from, I don't know, man, every time we do these interviews and they tell me how old they are, I have to start looking back at my life and thinking what the hell I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it, it's, it's all, it's always fun. You know, it's always, you know, I love, you know, I, I love doing these interviews because I love doing the research on yeah. these, these companies and trying to go back as far as I can. Um, Terrence obviously a young guy, so there's Google doesn't have a, a whole ton of information um, on him. So, but um, but it, it's all I love hearing these stories. I love finding out these these tidbits of uh, um, of knowledge on everybody. Um, and then so let's um, uh, let, let's move right back into our uh, our next segment, and that is uh, just the tip presented by um, Fox Cigar. It's um, uh, industry news. Uh, we don't dive deep into any one topic. We give you uh, just the uh, just the tip. Um, so from uh, uh, William Ragone, we uh, teased this earlier from um, uh, Andean Mountain Coffee, a, a, a new. Um, um, if you go to AndeanMountainCoffee.com, um, you type in the code Cigar Prop. It gives you a, a discount. It's not an affiliate link. I don't get anything uh, uh, on the backside. Bill is just a good friend of ours. Um, so we, we talked about earlier of the uh, um, uh, the cigar prop uh, shorty for forty. It's now the dirty for thirty. Um, you, you know, it's the dirty smoke in twenty smoke in twenty percent off this uh, this weekend until tomorrow night. Um, so 
if you go to smokein.com forward slash battle or just go to smokein.com you're going to see battle of the bands right there on the front page um, you're, you, um, uh, you'll see the, uh, all these great samplers, but you're going to see the best sampler, and that and that is the cigar prop sampler. Five it's got absolute, a Padron. Yeah. It's got a Dunbarton. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to get a sample. With 20% off, you're going to get five cigars for $33. One of those cigars is a Padron 1926. One of those cigars is a Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Sober Mesa Short Churchill. Those two cigars are $12 a piece MSRP. So then you're going to get a uh, Drew Estate Papas Fritas. You're going to get an Alec Bradley Black Market Illicit Punk. Uh, you're going to get a Crown Heads Juarez. Um, so you're going to get some fantastic cigars. So when you purchase those cigars, you, what you're going to do is you want to take a screenshot of your purchase. And you're going to send it. And it'll be in the show notes down below of W Ragon, W-R-A-G-O-N-E at andianmountain.com that goes right to bill's email address and what you're going to get is um uh they, they make some great coffee now this is a whole bag you're going to get a flight of coffee they have three different coffees you're going to get a bag that'll make you one pot of coffee for each of those so three bags of coffee completely free just free no shipping no nothing you're going to get that coffee for free so you definitely want to get in on that as a thank you from andian as mountain a, coffee as a thank you from andian mountain coffee um I haven't tried their coffee yet, but damn, their company vehicle sure is sweet. Oh, I don't know what their company vehicle is. Man, it's a old, I think it's a 55 Chevy. Oh, wow, um, that, is, that is super. Now, now Bill Ragon will be on with us um, um, uh, two weeks from now. Or is it two weeks from now? Or next? I think next Monday, talking about his coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so you'll get to learn a little bit more about the, the, the coffee. Um, and then if it's your first time... Um, buying actually from from here to the end of the contest anybody that buys a sampler sends me proof that they bought the sampler anytime from here on out um, you're gonna get what's cool is a um, a cigar prop um, it's a cigar prop minion dog tag now have you got yours yet Diggins no Did okay, you send so me one? yeah uh, yeah with all those cigars I sent you okay so it'll probably, so it'll probably be there tomorrow so okay. you're gonna get this really cool limited edition cigar prop minion dog tag um, so super awesome if you buy two samplers which you should buy two samplers because two samplers $66 for 10 cigars unbelievably good price yeah um, so if you buy two you're gonna get the uh, the, the, the dog tag plus our um, uh, cigar prop uh, folding travel XC cigar rest now if you yep. already per now if you already purchased one of the samplers at full price $41 25 cents and then you purchase another one for this weekend, and you show me that, um, I am going to send you uh, one of each. Um, or or if, you vote, if you buy two, I'll send you one of each. So, um, Well, I got it. This damn sampler, dude. I got a bone to pick with you about it. Yep. Because I'll generally smoke, you know, three to five, but with that damn shorty, I've got time to smoke another one in between there i found myself yesterday you know i didn't have much time at all i'm like oh hell i'll just smoke this esteli punk you know and then a couple minutes later i'm like oh not a couple minutes a couple hours later i'm lighting up the papa's fritas yeah you know and and, the, and the, one of the reasons why i chose all the short cigars a to keep the price down i know a lot of people are hurting during covid 19 a lot of people are out of work money is tight but they still want to support cigar prop and i really do appreciate that 
Um, so I chose all short cigars to keep the price down. Because everybody else, like I said, it's, you know, it, it goes from $40 for the sampler, a uh, uh, regular price, to $55 to $65 to $70. And mm. it's just, it's just and they're crazy. All, they're all worth it for the cigars that are in. They're all worth it for the cigars that you get in it. And then I also, you know, um, uh, and I'm telling by Steve Saka helped me out with this contest, picking the cigars. You know, it's hot. You know, across the country, people are, are they're, they're only wanting to um, uh, smoke outside for a short amount of time. So mm -hmm. I try to pick all cigars that give everybody about a quick 45-minute smoke. And that way they can get back into the air conditioning. Um, so so that was reason. We, 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 we picked a lot of reasons uh, for the cigars that we did. And, uh, and I remember Steve Saka, which it took an, an, an immense load off my chest um, when, I, when I called him up. And we talked about this uh, this sampler and how I was going to compete with these other guys. He told me three words that just lifted this amazing, uh, amazingly uh, uh, thing off my chest. He told me three words: "You can't win." Doesn't and matter. Like, and I'm like, "Oh, sweet! Well, that, yeah. that, that definitely helps here, me out." Yeah, I we're here to I have fun, dude. I can't. I can't win. So now I can have fun, you know, yeah. and, and that's what we've had. And luckily, since the very first minute they went on sale, we have not relinquished first place. Um, like, yeah. I said, like I said earlier, people called me a, a cheater, but that's just what we did. And um, now people are four of the other groups or, you know, yeah, four of the other people now are offering different things. Hey, if you buy this, I'm still the only one when you buy my sampler you get a physical product for free you don't get a virtual product you don't get something oh hey if you buy my sampler i'm going to enter you into a contest to where you could potentially win something well that's bullshit, you know <laughs> and, and my so you buy a shorty for 40 sampler you're going to get something you're going to get free coffee you're going to get a cool free dog tag you're going to get a free cigar uh, um, uh, cigar rest you're going to get something yeah, so, membership so that, has its privileges membership has its privileges so um so definitely i, I appreciate everybody that has bought um so until tomorrow midnight i believe it's lbr day labor day you go to uh, um, uh, smokein.com you purchase the cigar prop sampler you're going to get something else for free which brings that price way down i mean this yeah. the, the cigar prop travel rest it's 12 dollars retail value so you I mean so you got to factor that into the price and Remember, you're, you're getting five great cigars, but you're getting two ultra-premium cigars for $33. Yeah. So um, so I definitely don't want to go on and on and make this a whole big thing about uh, 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 the smoke-in sampler. I definitely appreciate everything. Cigar Prop Nation is just representing. Um, we, we've come out with full force. We definitely have a lot of time to go, so there, there's, a, there's a chance that people could be creeping up on us, and I'm just happy that... I have been able to, you know, and I've said that, flex my um, influencing wings, and I have shown that I belong in that group. Because at the beginning, I didn't belong. I didn't feel like I belonged. You had these five guys that are just legends in the I industry. Mean, developing been, palettes. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, they've been around forever, and then there's Cigar Prop. And it's yeah. like, who is Cigar Prop? You know, and it's just, it's been awesome to, to be able to show these guys and show the world and then show other uh, p potential advertisers that Cigar Prop Nation 
you know, um, um, we, we come full force, you know, yeah. and, 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 we we back, the and, and we we bring the heat and we back it up with our wallets. So so thank you, um, um, everybody, for uh, for supporting us. So um, from Cigars and Leisure magazine, Camacho releases the Camacho Grill and Chill Cookbook. Camacho Cigars, known for its bold cigars, has teamed up with artisan smoker chef Jacob Parmentier to launch something truly unique to the cigar industry, a cookbook. The Camacho Grill and Chill Cookbook cookbook features over 22 recipes and cigar pairings aimed at giving cigar smokers and foodies a full throttle experience that will hit your palate in all the right places. The best part is that the Camacho Grill and Chill Cookbook is absolutely free and it can be downloaded. You can either go to the Cigar Prop Facebook page, I put a link there, or just Google Camacho Grill and Chill Cookbook and there's actually I wanted they have one for some ribs that I really want to try. Um, so, um, so oh, well, I was about to say, damn it, why didn't I think of that? But I know, free, I know. If it's free anyway, then they can have it. I would have bound it, you know. And oh yeah, it, it, exactly. So yeah. so super cool. Um, from Tobacco Business Magazine, and this is a this was kind of a shocker. Michael Giannini, general manager of Ventura, and friend to the show. Um, is out as uh, the company restructures. Uh, changes are in store for Ventura Cigar Company as it consolidates its brands and restructures in the face of increasing costs associated with complying with regulations imposed by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Um, as part of the restructuring, Michael Giannini, who joined the company back in 2017, has left his position at Ventura Cigar Co- as uh, Ventura Cigar Company's general manager. And I don't know about you, Diggins, but honestly... Um, I feel less about the company. I do too. That's what I was I, about to say. Yeah. I, I feel less about smoking a, a, an archetype. I smell, yeah. I, 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 I feel less about smoking a Ventura cigar company because like, like we were talking about earlier, I smoke, um, uh, the archetype because I smoke that. And then I remember that time, um, at the Kentucky barn smoker, just, uh, uh Michael and I just sitting around bullshitting, mm-hmm. smoking, having a good time. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you I, mean, know, I had, I had an archetype, uh, a couple weeks ago and you know while driving down the road smoking that cigar I thought about the conversation I had with Michael about him wanting to grow tobacco on Mars you yeah know? you know yeah you know so so yeah um, I, I, I think this was a mistake but you know Ventura cigar owned by Cretec International which owns the TPE I know they have a huge uh, uh, cigarette business and that's kind of one thing I've noticed with a lot of these companies that are that are cigarette focused, they they tend to lose focus on the cigar side. Sure. Um, and, and some of the names that we love end up getting um, um, getting pushed aside. So that, that well, I don't. I mean, I I don't want to uh, make any predictions, but I'm willing to bet we haven't heard the last of Michael Giannini. I don't. I don't know. You know, it was. Um. Um. He he talks about the time that he actually retired, kind of like Matt Booth. You know, uh-huh. retired from retired from the industry and you could hear it in his voice that he really did have a good time mm-hmm. being retired so i don't i don't know but as flamboyant as michael is and yeah. as far as he's going to end up but where, where do you see him like where does he fit you know uh, say, say there's a, a company if he there. if he strays from the industry no no no, no no and... say he's, he he wants to stay in the cigar industry because obviously okay. we know clothing jewelry he could yeah probably yeah do, yeah he could probably do anything he wants, but you know, like, where does he go? Like, like Jonathan Drew, Jonathan Drew can't go to another cigar company. 
That, no. that that's it. Um, uh, like uh, um, so, there, there's guys out there. Where, where do you see Michael Giannini fitting? Man, I know. I was thinking about this doing the show notes. Where where does now? Someone had said Drew Estate. I I no. I I I, th- I think Michael. I think they're artistically different. They are artistically different, but but I think he could possibly pull it off with Drew Estate. But I, I don't know. But but where else? Where does a Michael Giannini go? You know, I don't know personality wise how well he would get along with Robert Caldwell, but I could see I could see some some good stuff going on there. Yeah. I don't I don't know, you know, it's uh so I, I can see by your face you had the same dilemma as me. Yeah. Where where does he go? You know, because he's a genius. You know, yeah. he knows he knows tobacco, but he is also he he is now a brand. He yeah. is you know, he is somebody, you know, and then so what, what does what does he do? Who knows, man? Man, he might he 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 very well well might have his own couple bands come out. Yeah, you know who, who knows? Jason Hawkins said for two. You know, hey, hey, I, I, Michael Giannini and and Dr. Gabby Caffey. You never know, dude. You, you you never you never know. You 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 never know where someone fits in until until they fit in. And you're like, oh hey, you know, I, I never really <laughs> saw that company without him. Never saw so, that happening, but you yeah, know, you never know. Uh, yeah, so so you never know. Um, also from Tobacco Business Magazine, a great in-depth article on oh, Jason our, Hawkins at Fratello. That might yeah, it, you, you never you, you never know. Now Melanie says a spokesperson, without a doubt, without a doubt. Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah. He is a spokesperson for um, and Jason. You do well with Omar. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's, you know, but Omar's like, like said, yeah, you know, he's a great guy. You just never know. But. Um, so, if anybody wants to uh, um, uh, Google Tobacco Business Magazine or, or the articles on the Facebook, or the Cigar Prop Facebook page, it was a great in-depth article on Matt Booth. Um, it is an amazing rig. Tobacco Business Magazine. Um, it, it, there's a lot of stuff on the tobacco business in general, from hookah to cigarettes to cigars. Mm-hmm. But um, um, you can definitely sign up. They, they got some great cigar-related stuff. They, they do great um, articles, and they did a great article on. Uh, Matt Booth, I think they're on their second of the third part, so you definitely got to read that, and it's um, a super cool um, article to read. Um, and from Blind Man's Puff, um, he's actually a, um, a fellow uh, um, uh, Battle of the Bands uh, competitor, but um, the the headquarters for Bugatti Group here in Florida, um, I don't know if you if you saw this, Diggins, but the company behind Bugatti Torch Lighters was burglar, burglarized last weekend. Uh, the company lost thousands of products, including lighters and fuel. The company has released this statement to uh, their retail partners and uh, everybody in the cigar industry. Um, it reads, It is with great distress that we must report a significant burglary occurred at our Bugatti Group HQ in Sunrise, Florida. Over the weekend of August 29th and 30th, um, individuals executed a well-planned theft and forced themselves into our warehouse. They stole thousands of Bugatti torch lighters and older boss lighters, over 27,000 cans of butane pods. 27,000 cans. Well, that is crazy. Those little, um, those stupid little torches need them. Yeah, um, thousands of our regular 103, uh, 300 milliliter size butane cans and another Mis- and other miscellaneous high-value items. Although we're still able to service our clients, the thieves stole a tremendous portion of our inventory. This is heartbreak. This is a heartbreaking situation for us, especially at a time when small businesses like ours are most fragile. Well, this- I thought, 
I thought that those Bugatti lighters were cool, but ridiculously priced considering you have to buy the canister. Yeah, you have to buy the canister, and, and, luck, and, and luckily, uh, uh, Brian. So now Glenn I can go to the flea market and buy one. It'll be all right. Yeah. So yeah. So Brian Glenn of Cigar Obsession actually did a really good video on um, um, how to refill those Bugatti cans using the cigar prop air tool, air bleed tool. Um, oh. So he actually figured out how to refill the cans, but you need a cigar prop air bleed tool to I'll fill the cans. So oh. yeah. So super That's cool. Awesome. Super cool video. Thank you for Brian Glenn for uh, for figuring that out. So if you have the cans now, it, it sucks. You know, you know, obviously, whenever you create an item, you know, then you create something else that people need to service that. I'm never a big fan of that. I'm never a big fan of buying something and then needing something else that goes with it that the mm -hmm. that only the company makes. Yeah. And then to be able to use that product. Yeah. You know, it is what it is bullshit in my opinion but i love the company i love everybody behind the company it is and i'm only saying that because i make a a butane lighter air bleed tool um so <laughs> so but at this time they are reaching out to their retailers and the cigar community to ask that they keep an eye out for sales offers of the bugatti products possibly at a highly discounted re, uh, retailer or probably possibly at a highly discounted prices as they may be stolen goods. Our hope is that they are spotted by a retailer or consumer. Um, they're asking the sellers uh, a contact information to uh, be obtained and reported to them. The Bugatti torch lighters and the Bugatti uh, butane products are available and distributed only by their team in Sunrise, Florida. All legitimate Bugatti group transactions are only processed and handled by their office manager, Deanna Jenkins, or the CEO, and I can't pronounce his name and are at the regular wholesale prices. So um, um, it says, as we've been limited uh, our sales outreach since COVID-19 began, any discounted sales offer, including Bucati products, will likely be fraudulent. So if you ask um, uh, anybody, um, uh, at Melanie, reach out to me, Kevin at CigarProp.com, or um, get, get with me on Facebook, because we're friends. I'll get you an, air, an Airblade tool. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you see them on eBay, if you see them anywhere else online, hey, you know, hey, I, I've got like thirty cans of fuel. You know, reach out to me because they're a dollar a piece. Yeah. Um, definitely reach out to Bugatti because those are probably uh, fraudulent. Um, so they're, they're going to end up in. Right. Now that know. I know about this little trick, if y'all have any empty canisters, mail them to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll refill them and sell. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I don't have a Bugatti torch lighter. Um, um, I mean, they're cool. They look good. They look I cool. Too, I don't have one. Yeah. I, I, I got too many goddamn lighters. I got too many lighters out there. And then, and honestly, and, and, and even though that I now know that a tool that I manufacture can refill those canisters, I don't want to refill a canister. Right. Um, I don't want to refill a canister to put the canister in a lighter to be able to use the lighter. So I, I don't know. Nothing against Bugatti. You know, I'm not bad-mouthing the company, the lighters. Please, nobody take it that way. Um, it's but, our um, personal opinion. It, it just, like I said, I want to be able to grab a can, stick it in a lighter, and then light that lighter. I don't want a, a, a second step uh, in between. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I don't at that own price, one. Especially because at that price, there are other lighters that I would buy. Exactly. Now, with, with that being said as well, people saying... You can get like five times the amount of uh, um, uh, lights out of that Bugatti lighter because they can pack that canister with so much more fuel. As you know, you know you can you know un with a machine you can get a whole lot more in that canister than you can 
you know, with, with a regular lighter because the pressures mm-hmm. are going to equalize the, There's only, and only yeah. so much fuel can go in. But if you have a 10,000-gallon tank and you're filling a little, you know, refill, you can pack that refill with a ton of butane. Well, yeah, especially if it's... Yeah, so, so yeah. So, um, uh, definitely, uh, everybody keep their eye out for, uh, for that. And we definitely want to... Um, that's organized crime, though. You it, know, it, that's... It, it it, 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 it it really it really is. So we definitely want to thank. Um, you know, that's not some that's not some punk out there rioting. Saying, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, hit yeah. this warehouse. Yeah, it, it, exactly. You know, so we definitely want to thank Fox Cigar. This has been uh, just a tip. Um, like I said, you can see um, all of these articles and uh, and more on the uh, uh, the, um, the Cigar Prop Facebook page. And uh, before we wrap it up and move on to the giveaway, we have something new going on for for the next couple of weeks. It is called the Hiram and Solomon Social Media Spotlight. And I haven't reached out to you yet, Diggins, but uh, so pay attention here. Um, so each and every week, um, um, I, I YouTube a lot of stuff like everybody else. Um, so um, so the Hiram and Solomon Social Media Spotlight, um, I am going to leave a link down below to a really cool YouTube video, a, um, a good Facebook page, an Instagram account. Something that I'm really digging on. So each and every week, Diggins, um, keep an eye out. We'll do two of them, one for you, one for me. Um, and then um, uh, we'll just post that link. Um, and Hiram and Solomon uh, uh, gave me about a dozen of their four-pack cigar samplers to give away along with everything else um, for each week. Um, so this week, um, the, um, the social media spotlight is um, a video that Neil deGrasse Tyson did, which I love Neil deGrasse oh, Tyson. Yeah. Um, um, and it was a um, uh, a video on how many stars you can see in the night sky. Now, Diggins, you're in Texas. So you, you, you don't have a... So so it's a moonless night. You're mm-hmm. in Texas, out in the middle of the, the, the Texas desert, if you will. You look up and you look at the night sky and you see all of those cigars. Or all of those stars. How many Man, stars? I wish they were all cigars. Yeah. How many stars do you feel that you can see in a night a, sky? Like a, do you mean like a number or a percentage of what exists? Uh, no, just a number. So you look up and you're like, wow, there must be... There um, must be 250,000. Okay. There must be a so, quarter million stars that I can see quarter, just standing here now. A quarter million stars with your eyes... It'll that's, be a, it, yeah, that's probably that's probably a little high. So, so I gotta watch that video now. It's a um, um, spoiler alert. On a, it's on average three thousand stars or three thousand stars, maybe six thousand if you're on a mountaintop. Think about that, six thousand, and it's it is it is an amazing video where he explains how many stars you can see in the night sky because i know now, you can literally you can only see like less than one percent of what oh exists. yeah it, it, it oh it, i think it's it's probably less than that i don't know yeah. but uh but yeah so um it's a great video there's a link down below if you go to the star talk uh, uh channel there's also really good um i didn't understand what the wind chill factor was when yeah. it's okay it, it's 30 degrees outside but it feels like negative 10. Mm. i didn't understand what that meant and he explains exactly, it, it's actually scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I always thought it was just this meteorologist. So I'm like, get, get out of here. Go fuck yourself. I don't tell yeah. me how I'm going to be feeling. Yeah. Like, and then after, like the heat index. Yeah, you know? and, I, and after I watched it, I'm like, well, son of a bitch. 
It's yeah. a um, uh, it, it's an actual uh, um, so so two great videos. So if Diggins, if you watch something during the week or you're on Instagram, definitely shoot me over a link. We'll put it on the uh, the, the the Hireman Solomon um, social media spotlight uh, for for the next uh, for the next week. Um, so as always, it is now time for the tapping ash and taping taking names giveaway presented by Simpler Hair Color. Simpler Hair Color. I actually use it all the time. I do not. And, so you can see and, the difference. And, and, right and so and so should so should you. There's a link down below. Take you to the, I, I I love the product. The uh, uh, the, the guy uh, the owners of the company are cigar smokers, so uh, uh, super cool. Um, so um, um, we're it used to be uh, the last three weeks. I, I got to be a, um, a pain in the butt trying to figure out. So then some of the manufacturers have said, hey, I noticed this guy has won a couple times. So we're going to do 30 days. So so and so if you've won in the last 30 days, you're not eligible to win. And if you've won at least one Cigar Medics Humidimeter, you're not uh, eligible to win another one, period. But they do have the ashtrays. So same thing, every six months you can still win a, a, an ashtray at, um, at least. Um, so tonight we're giving away, obviously, the four-pack of cigars from uh, Hiram and Solomon. We're going to do a, um, uh, and this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cigars. Some of these cigars are from um, a Fox Cigar. Some are from um, uh, Justo Roa at Aladino. And those are good cigars. Yeah, we, we got some cigars from Cigar Bundles of Miami. We've got um, a Cigar Medics Humidimeter or an ashtray um, uh, if, you, if, you, if you've won. We've got a, um, a nice Rocky Patel Triple Flame Torch Lighter from, from Fox Cigars. And then we've got um, a product called, uh, which I, I, please tell me that, that I sent you this product, Diggins, um, when you get your package. If not, I'll give you one out. This is a product called Whiff Out. Um, so what you do is, uh, there's like crystals inside here. Now look at this pack, you know, even, even completely full, there's probably only the size of a business card in here. Okay. This is a this is enough crystals for like six months. So Inside a you, vehicle or like how no, many square uh, well, feet? Well, um, what you can do is you put this in your ashtray. So you sprinkle a little bit in your ashtray. So as you ash your cigar, and then um, you leave your cigar in there, the cigar doesn't smell. You know, so it creates a night. And don't do what I did and be like, oh, there's a bunch of crystals in there. You put a bunch of them in there yeah. because it is a strong, strong. A little smell. bit overwhelming. So they gave me a couple of dozen of them. I'm gonna give away one with each week. Now they will be um, uh, the owner, uh, the owner's wife, Holly. She'll be on the show with us next week as well for about 15 minutes, just kind of explaining what um, with how it works is and, and what it does. Because I tell you, um, um, I'm gonna use it in my car because man, I have got the little ashtray from a, it's the stinky car ashtray. You open it up, it has the little yeah. the little rest in there. But I don't know about anybody else, but when I, I'll leave cigars in there for like a couple of weeks because I'll forget it and I'll close <laughs> it. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm taking a road trip. And then I'll empty out the cigar ashtray. I'll open it up and it's like a punch in the face. Yeah. It smells so bad. And then it instantly smells up the whole car, car for like half an hour. It's yeah. just, so I can't wait to be able to sprinkle some of that in there, be able to put yeah, my uh, uh, cigars out. Um, so um, uh, super cool. Um, so, all right, so that's, uh, let's make sure. So we're giving out, as always, we, we've, we've come back, uh, bigger and stronger. We're giving away a ton of stuff. And um, that's just tonight. Y'all wait till tomorrow. 
Yes, and then um, uh, and then next week as well, we've, we've got our first segment. If everybody remembers uh, uh, Val from um, um, uh, that was on a few weeks ago, or actually a month ago, um, from Canada, she's going to be joining us uh, once a month on a regular basis. She'll be joining us twice this month, but on and then she's going to do a segment. So next week we actually have three guests. We're going to have Bill Ragone talking about the coffee. We're going to have Holly from Whip Out talking mm-hmm. about the product, and then we're going to have Val talking about. I don't know what you know. So here's the what we told Val: come yeah. up with something, and then it'll be a surprise. So she'll either be making a drink, mixing it with a cigar, talking about um, a blending or taste or anything else. So we're gonna bring her on. But we she, asked her, we asked her not to talk to us about what she's doing. So that way, when she does it on the show, we have questions. Yeah, we have questions just like everybody else does. Now she will be joining us again because the following Monday. We have the man himself on, Charlie Monado with Half Wheel. I can't even believe. I Dude, I'm eating to, a key lamb pie before the show. You know, I reached out to Charlie thinking there wasn't a chance in hell we were going to get Charlie on this show. Charlie doesn't do interviews. He does. You never see him unless he does it himself, you know, somewhere and puts it on uh, Half Wheel's page instantly. I mean, it was a matter of seconds. Charlie, you know, I'm in. What do, yeah. what do you need? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You know, I, I can't believe we're getting Charlie. So I'm going to need Val with us with Charlie because I don't have the taste buds Charlie does. Charlie does, yeah. And I don't have the taste buds Val does. And Val's so, got a book, man. So you know? Val's got, Val is a book is what <laughs> yeah. Val is. That's, um, that's correct. So, so Val's going to be asking those questions that I don't even know to ask. You yeah. know? So I, I don't even know. So, like I said, um, all I know is I'm getting key lime pie before the show. Exactly. So, do do you have your do you have your bundle of uh, bands? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, Diggins is going. So everybody is eligible to win since uh, everybody's been out for thirty days. So, um, uh, um, Diggins is going to pick out a cigar band. All you got to do is um, um, uh, guess the manufacturer of the band. So Diggins is going to pull out a couple of them. Um, All right, I got, I got. I got three. I can grab a fourth if need be, but so, I got three uh, right here. All right. So everybody just got to guess what um, uh, what cigar band from what manufacturer that Diggins has. So uh, everybody uh, throw their throw their guests up, and I'll uh, and I'll start reading off as um, as they come up. So what what is the cigar band? We'll start throwing names out. So um, first one, Alec Bradley. Um, okay, crap! Now they come in all. They they, they, they don't come then in. They and then blow they blow up, right? And, and and then and then they and then they uh, and then they blow blow up. So um, crap! Now I gotta go all the way back up and find that uh, that Alec. Bradley. I see one of them on. I, I've got the the YouTube on the television okay. over there. J- I see a winner, but I don't know if it's first or not. So. Okay, J.C. Newman, Drew Estate, Crowned Heads, Alec Bradley, Dunbarton, Drew Estate, Herrera, Drew Estate, Perdomo. If you saw a winner. Perdomo. So, who, yep. who do you have on Perdomo? I saw. Where did it go? Oh, it's already left the screen. I saw Donald with Perdomo. That's what I think it was Donald. Okay, so Don, so Donald with Perdomo. So, um, um, I don't see a last name. So, uh, Donald, uh, Kevin at CigarProp.com, definitely send me uh, an email, and I will definitely get you out a um, um, all of this wonderful, wonderful hey, goodies. Funny enough, though, the other two, funnily enough. Funnily, I don't even know if that's what Archetype and Hiram and Solomon were the other two. Oh, look at that. So right right on. Yeah, you you smoked a few uh, Hiram and Solomons over the uh over the break. 
Yeah, I like so, them. Yeah, so same, same here. So uh, Donald's going to get to try some uh, um, Hiram and Solomon's. So uh, uh, tomorrow night show, we have uh, David Garofalo of Two Guys Cigars. Um, another one, I tell you what, and, um, and I don't know if it's a testament of, of the job that we've been, that we've been doing here, um, or if the word has gotten out, but, uh, on David Garofalo, um, I, usually for the month, um, I'll, I'll send out. So we have usually eight spots available for, for, um, guests for the month. So I'll try and throw out about 10 to 12, um, feelers out there, unless yeah. like some people have already contacted me, which we do have one for, for next month already. Uh, they wanted to be on. And um, David Groffalo, um, uh, he laxed a little bit because we weren't going to do a show for Labor Day. Yeah. And um, so he, he's like, hey, I want to be on. I'm like, oh, man, we've already filled up. And, uh, and, uh, and I go, and, uh, he go he, and his exact words was, give me another chance, please. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Give you another? Uh, you're, you're David Garofalo. Yeah. I mean, it's like, go. We can get you in a couple weeks, dude. Yeah, we, we can get you in like <laughs> next month. I go, I go, unless you really want to do like Labor Day. You know, I go, we weren't really going to do anything for Labor Day. And he goes, we're only closed six days a year. Labor Day's one of them. I'm going to be at home. I'm going to be bored. Let me come on. Got and it. I'm like, yeah, that that's cool, man. You know, we're going to yeah. we're, we're gonna come on. And uh, we're going to have him tell a story that has never been told before. And uh, hopefully we can embarrass him a little bit. So it's, uh, it's going to be super cool. Um, as always, if you're interested in... Uh, I tap that cigar merchandise, hats, t-shirts, whatever, stickers. Head over to thecigarprop.com or tap that cigar.com. Uh, make and, sure you're and again, look at the difference. Yeah, look look at the difference. So um, judge uh, for yourself. Get you some yeah. of that hair dye. Yep. Make sure the links down below if you want to follow Cigar Prop, uh, Miss Cigar Prop Jessica uh, Diggins. Everybody on Instagram, YouTube, all the social medias. The links are down below. Uh, especially the links down below to um, um, all of our sponsors. We definitely appreciate um, all of them. And we can't have this show without them. So, as always, big thanks to Cigar Bundles of Miami, Cigar Medics, Fox Cigar, Hireman Solomon Cigar, Simpler Hair Color, Andean Mountain Coffee, and, of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. 